what's going on? This is CJ Today Slayer from the Upgrade America podcast. We love this episode. We had the First Lady Nye on there representing. Um, like, share, subscribe. We hope you guys enjoy this episode. Um, shout out to the ladies, um, fellas. Uh, let's see. We're gaining momentum. Um, also, we'll have timestamps presented in the description so you can go to segments you want to hear if you don't want to listen to the entire thing. We understand everybody got a life out here. Uh, thank you for listening. Appreciate the support. Upgrade America. Peace. I'm in the lobby with the lobbyists, fist pumping the shotty up. You don't need to fear, I'm here to talk politics. I want my 40 acres, you can keep the mule. But I want 600 horses to drive my kids to school. Oh, oh, and legalize the medicinal. If I What's up, twist- world? I'm Cameron Rod, host and executive producer of Upgrade America. Great show on earth. Independent presidential candidate. Here with Nayasha Michelle. It's pronounced like Miss You. It's fr- I miss you complicated French and, and all that, but I love it. Here with CJ, the day slayer. You already know how we do on, on, on the show. So, um, Nayasha's been on the show several times before, and she has a lot of insightful perspectives, and we'd like to have her on at least once a month. She yes, has a she has a story, yeah, I think we're going to call it that. You want to lead off with your story today? Okay, I just want to make um, it aware to people how elephants are going extinct mm-hmm. and they, they may as well be extinct during you and I lifetime. So um, now the story was, I do have notes because I did change my story really quick, but <laughs> hey, we're flexible here on the podcast. You know how we do. Um, now, I, my pronunciation of this, Palakia, Palak. Uh, Kai. Laka- <laughs> P- Palakakai. It's in India, so. Palakade. <laughs> Anyways, it's in India. It's a it's a Palaka district. I may have pronounced that wrong, but um, it was India. Now, uh, three suspects. Um, they didn't they didn't release their names yet. They actually put explosives in a a pineapple, and you know. The elephant was, you know, very, very exciting for the pineapple because they, they're really not having anything sweet and stuff. And she was pregnant also. And they put it in the pineapple. She ate it and her jaw explode, exploded. Yeah. Then she, not only did her jaw explode, she suffered for about three days walking around, can't eat. Her jaw was broken. Wow. And on top of that, she's pregnant. Uh, I don't know if. You know, anybody knows that it takes 24 months for an elephant to actually conceive. I mean, not conceive, but actually have the baby. Yeah. And they only have one. So um, the population is going to take time for it to rebuild itself. So when somebody does this, it's very hurtful. You know, um, we lost the baby. We lost the mom. You know? So the, um, the elephant did die. Yes, she did. She died. She It took her three days to die. Wow. So she definitely did suffer. And um, that's really cool of somebody to actually do that because we're, we're not going to see them. You know, your 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 future children are not going to be able to experience elephants, you know, um, in, in the wild. Because there's a lot in captivity. Um, not as much 
but I mean, I know they're breeding them, trying to build up the, mm-hmm. the population, but that's that's cruel. They're in cages. That's not how they're naturally supposed to live. And this animal was in, in her nat- natural habitat, and they killed her. So how how much land do you think you like for a couple elephants? How much land do they need, like for grazing land and stuff like that? Well, because I mean, I think it would be great to have like a wildlife reserve to have more. I know they got them, but they have more of yes. them. Well, um, elephants definitely uh, migrate, so it's kind of mm-hmm. hard to say. Um, in Africa, they they go long distances just to find water, and um, they actually tell you know. It's something in their brain that they know exactly where to go and where the water is going to, and they pass it on to their children as well. So um, they really just need to be free in their own habitat because we we can't like set aside a piece of land for you. Mm-hmm. That's all you can go. Even you can't if it's go like, anywhere else. That's, even if it's ten thousand miles. I, I mean, do you want to do? Can you? Would you like to be like? In that ten thousand mile square footage, you can't go anywhere else in the world. I mean, it's better than being wiped out. I mean, I, I guess, and you know, their ivory from their tusk is very a uh, big commodity. Yes, it is. Um, I, what is it like? Things like ten thousand a kilo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty. It's pretty uh, pricey, but um, they're really majestic animals, and they're beautiful. And I, I just really trying to bring awareness to well, the people, the upgraders, and pass it along because it's a really sad story. And I, you could actually follow it. Um, but, um, worldanimalnews.com. Um, cool. You could actually follow the story there. That's where I got a little information. I'm sorry that I am not, I don't have more information about it because I did change my story within like an hour. So, <laughs> no worries, no worries. I mean, like, um, again, I think the positive solution for it is we gotta have some sort of wildlife preserve, or, or, you know, have more mercenary companies doing some private security for the elephants. Like, I wouldn't mind getting a a bunch of my defenders and arming them to the teeth and defending the elephants in their their natural habitats but that's just me well i mean animals in general like, like i said there's more big cats um oh my heart goes out to the big cats yes, like definitely want to keep uh, alive. Um, i don't know is this uh i don't know the numbers today but the last time i checked there's about like three to four thousand actually in the wild and there's in captivity in people's houses mm-hmm. not zoos i think there's like six percent in in actual zoos in people's houses there's over ten thousand in america ten thousand that's more than that's in the captivity wow. right now that i mean more that's in the wildlife yeah yeah more excuse me there's more that's in the wild right now that's in captivity over wow. ten thousand so um guys and i know that's no type of that's no type of life for a tiger it's no type of life for a cat (laughs) let alone you know um, let alone a tiger it's literally just having them we see our cats like our cats love to run and be free they Mm -hmm. i feel bad they can't go outside but i just don't want them to come outside and come back in but (laughs) (laughs) Uh, but, you know imagine a cat just a big 500 pound cat just sitting in a little cage like 
journey. I mean, it's it, no type of life. It really is, right? Now, I was like, hold on, before we transition, I, I do recall you had, you sent me an article, mm-hmm. or I think rather, with like, after when they were rioting in Philadelphia, like, some people let the animals out. And there was like a tiger, a uh-huh. tiger on the freeway or I've something. I've seen that too, but I don't know if that was... In Chicago too, I thought I heard. Yeah, I don't know if that's true. But I don't know. I don't know either. Like, I just see some zoos release a statement saying, like, our animals. We are have alive. all our tigers. Yeah. We have accounted yeah. for all of our tigers. <laughs> I mean, I'm, I'm totally for it, but I don't want to uh, go to jail. So, <laughs> and I don't want to release the tigers or the animals out to, like, get killed. Because so, so, so let, me, let me ask you this, and it's a, it's a wild, radical question, but. Say humans split up the planet mm-hmm. between, you know, like nature, you're going to thrive, you're going to do whatever, we won't touch it mm-hmm. on this side. And then humans have their cities and all their, their, uh, their establishment. And we, so we promise. Be for every we, country? Like, would that be for every? I don't know. Because, like, you know, there's different species, you know, polar bears can't be in Africa. <laughs> no, no, no. Like, let's say you split the world down. This is just hypothetical dumb question but like you split it down the prime meridian and for those who don't know geography equator runs this way east west prime meridian is north uh, north that's, to south that's what they say yeah but anyways just staying <laughs> with staying with what they say even if the world is flat let's just say we split it in half like I, na- I don't know. nature's on this side nature i want to hear your opinion though what do you think um i think that they would thrive a lot better um, we just leave them alone in their natural habitats. Mm-hmm. I think that their populations will agen- uh, eventually rebuild themselves. Um, it's proven when we when there is action taken and mm-hmm. there there is uh, wildlife protected that the numbers do increase. So um, yeah, there there is cases where we we've brought animals back from um, brink of I- extinction. extinction. Yeah. Yes. Yes, um, I don't think it can be done. But I think um, the eagle was one of them, the bald, the bald eagle. Yeah, I thought they were pretty on the like, verge. They were like this close to being yeah. gone, and they're, you know, they're protected. But then it, 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 it's, it's, again, breeding in te- captivity, you know what I mean? So it's not, like, doing it themselves. Oh, okay, so I got one more question, one more question. And this this goes out to you, too, CJ, like, cloning. Yeah. Like, say, like... Oh, my God. So Jurassic Park shit. No, no, I mean, exactly. hey, hold on, slow that on the dinosaurs. I'm not about cloning no velociraptors. T Rex, maybe, but not no velociraptors. I'm just saying they, the concept. Oh no, no, I got what you're saying, but I don't want to mess with the dinosaurs <laughs> just yet. But I'm talking about like, for instance, the elephants. If they did manage to become extinct, would you be against cloning, uh, like cloning them to bring them back? It's like the same thing. It's like, would you want to be cloned? Like, I, I really think that mm. why as human beings that we can't like coexist with animals? Like, why, uh, again, why it's like we 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 clearly we, we, we clearly demonstrated that we We're can't gonna bring them back to to bring them back to the brink of extinction extinction again. <laughs> it's like, and it's then be, you can just gonna, bring them back. Eventually, humans are going to figure it out how to coexist with nature, how to build with nature, and, and, and how to do it. But I mean, it's not why I say, "Oh man, we killed all of the elephants. We killed all of these." If we have the capability to 
quote unquote bring them back. So Why is, not? Is clone me okay? Clone okay. So as of this point, because cloning is in its infancy, I'm not too Whoa. much big of a fan yeah. of it. But like as it so. as it uh, progresses, as it progresses, like maybe it will be uncanny, uh, identical to to regular grown meat. Who could really say? I will not serve that to you or Naraya. I will not cook it. I will not. I, I just wouldn't. It's, it's inhumane. I think. Oh, hold on. Inhuman. Clone meat is inhumane. There's yes. no death or it's. it's there's nothing. And nothing's getting killed. For I mean, it's more stuff. GMO. That's what you're trying to say. Now, if they did it, if they are able to do it without the GMOs, without there's ethically it would be sound. And if they can mm-hmm. do it to where it's just like, oh, it's it, they're cloning a grass-fed cow. Like, if they could do it to where it was. Under a microscope, you it's guys, identical. You guys can have that steak. I'm, I'm okay. <laughs> I mean, I barely eat red meat, so. <laughs> and uh, I'm deviating away, away from that so, some that too. But I'm just saying, in, in the future, like this is this is most likely going to be a reality. True. Sure. Well, because obviously we're having meat problems right now. So like, and that's that was yesterday. Like, you know and you're I mean? right. They're having um, so that, at the meat happen. processing plants. Those are shutting down. Yeah, because so, of I mean, COVID and whatnot. But for you only meat eaters, I feel. I mean, I feel bad because like I my meat burger is very delicious. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, I, I'm proud of myself. I'm gonna want to be vegetarian. I had a I had an eggplant slice. Like okay. don't be, you know, I'm like, yo, it's um I'm I don't know if I could do a hundred percent, but I see just because uh, you know, sh- shout out to um to my uncle Addison. Also shout out to a uh, late belated uh birthday to Jayla and Addison. You know, um but I was shopping up with my uncle and he was talking about, you know, the meat and all the stuff that's in the meat in America and how it's more grass-fed in the Dominican Republic mm-hmm. and, and things of that nature. And I'm cognizant of that. I'm becoming aware that, you know, our meat is somewhat tainted and it's, it's I'm leaning more towards the, the veg. Hold on, hold on. Hold that, hold, hold that thought. You, you remember, it, Chris, in, in Germany, how the meat was at the markets? Yeah, yeah, like, yeah. It was like blood red, like steaks. It was real, like it was diversely different to what we were getting in the commissary. Well, I don't know. What was your, what was your thought? Disgusting. Oh yeah, I forgot she was <laughs> vegetarian. So I like I I literally don't eat meat, but I fix. Well, when I cook, I cook three different meals, um, and I cook often. Um, he always wants something different. My daughter always wants something different. And I don't eat meat. <laughs> so I'm preparing this nasty, disgusting. I don't even know. It's like, flesh. Yeah, I yes, guess. It's like, dead meat. I don't I understand how you guys eat it. Like, I granted, I didn't eat it before. I don't know. Yeah, I was going to say, it. she used to tear up some flame, bacon encrusted flame in yarn. She, she used to. Now I can't believe I'm like, going to get sick that I so eat this, it. So don't point your finger at, at me because now. I, like, you got to think, like, you know, death is rotting. Right. Maybe. So, you know, how long is this processed meat sitting? Mm, the flaming young was not processed. And I'm not a big fan of processed meat myself. I like the steaks and I, oh. at the same well, time. Yeah, it goes through. A, yeah, you're right. It goes through a process. Yeah, so don't get, those don't bison get burgers, food. man, I tell you. Whew. My mom's Look, a food. Well, you know, somehow we went from like uh, elephants eating pineapples with explosives, eh, and um, 
to to talk about clone yeah, meat and she, stuff. She yeah. But yeah, but yeah, what else we got on the agenda, CJ? Uh, we got well, shout out to Prince, rest in peace. It's, today is his birthday. Oh no doubt. Happy birthday. Oh, I see the purple oh, rain, man. purple yeah. rain. You tell us, you didn't give us that memo. Huh? <laughs> I just popped it up. Stuff I is purple. Let, let us see that shirt, man. Oh, purple it's rain. Let the see it? Alright, let's see. We can see more. He on the motorcycle stuff. So I didn't okay. see it. Alright. I see you, Prince. Yo, RIP to a legend, man. I know, right? Musical genius. Oh, shout out to Tracy and Ember. Tune in IG Live. Throw that out there. And that's watching the Yeah, yes. the cat's out there watching. Her cat's, name, her is cat's Ember. name is Ember. Oh, okay. Um, what else? Yeah, we talking what's up, man? But we we talking about um Insurrection Act is I guess that's gonna be our headline. Yeah, that's our headline. Um oh yeah, yeah eighteen oh seven, right? Mm-hmm. Uh fun fact. All 50 states had protests in total. So shout out to America for trying to upgrade. Appreciate that. Um, let's see. Headline, let's jump right into it. I'm going to read off the definition of what it is, and we'll talk about it. Cool. So it's the Insurrection Act, I think it's the 1807 Insurrection Act. Okay. Yeah. It is a set of laws passed in 1807 that govern the U.S., President's ability to deploy troops within the U.S. and put down lawlessness, insurrection, and rebellion. That's a simple definition. So that's kind of what's going on right now, what the fight is about. Why you got, what, the Guard Reserve and Active Duty Military yes, on the street? Active Duty is, is also being mobilized as well. Oh, and, I, and I think that's where the, the majority, the bulk of the concern lies, is with the Active mm -hmm. Duty. And I don't want to, like, you know, maybe I'm just tooting our own horn because, like, active duty, we train full-time. Like, we do, we're military full-time, or we were mm -hmm. military. They are military full-time. So, so, I don't want to say it's more order and discipline. Their skills are more refined. Um, the Guard, they don't do that job every single day. So, from my, from my view, it just seems like, Summoning the military seems like a very big show of force, you know, on, on the civilian populace. Now, mm -hmm. this is not uncommon. This has actually occurred several times through history. My understanding is when um, desegregation was going on with the schools in the 1960s, this mm -hmm. act was invoked. Now, I do believe it was also invoked during the, the Rodney King protests that mil active duty military yeah. was summoned to Los Angeles Mm -hmm. And they were used to quell some of uh, the protests out there. Now, George Bush was going to, and I don't know if he did. He was going to use it during Hurricane Katrina, but I didn't get any validation if that occurred. Oh, okay, because that would make sense. I know, I want to say the guard was there, but not in this capacity, and I'm not sure. I agree, because I know that was a pretty big event, and there was some military yeah. uh, involvement. But here's the thing. What's so unique about this situation is that... It's not an isolated area where military troops would be deployed, like in Arkansas or in L.A. This is just random locations that can be picked at will by the president. Like, yo, 
I would like to send special forces to Seattle. I would like to send the 75th Rangers to Brooklyn. I would like to send U.S. security forces to to Queens. You know, it's like, it's really kind of weird. Now, I want to say one more thing is that, like, typically, like, National Guard can be mustered, reserve can be mustered, and Mm -hmm. it's like, this act is supposed to be invoked with the not so much permission, but um, cooperation of the governors. And it doesn't seem to be that way. If you listen to Trump's statement, he said, yo, if y'all can't get your stuff together, I'm going to use military force. Mayors and governors must establish an overwhelming law enforcement presence until the violence has been quelled. If a city or state refuses to take the actions that are necessary to defend the life and property of their residents, then I will deploy the United States military and quickly solve the problem for them. I'm going to get together for you, pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Clean it up, I'm going to clean it up. I don't know. Unprecedented times we live in. Everything seems to be a blur. It's it's just messed up because he's going to send me to all these places where they're rioting and stuff and all the inner cities. And a lot of those people weren't don't live in the cities that they actually came to riot to. Well, Well, here's something else we got to consider, right? Yeah. Is that there is a very thin line between a protester and a rioter. We demonstrated that last weekend, right? When the CNN cameraman, he had his press credential badges like visible to the police and they still arrested him on live TV. While they're filming, so the thin there's a there hold on there's a very thin line yeah there's a very thin line between protesters and well there's that agenda we're gonna slide that in as well but there's a very thin line between protesters and the rioters now they're trying to paint the rioters as terrorists we already spoke before about what happens with terrorists and uh how do you say absolute martial law you can very well easily invoke the death penalty and again let's keep these factors in mind very thin line between protesters and rioters and rioters are can be viewed as terrorists and we throw in the the black agenda and how these troops are they're going to end up in a lot of major cities black communities in, in america and all these people yelling no justice no peace they don't know what they they up against like go yeah. home do some training like before you go out trying to battle the beast yes yeah, it's, it's tough and then you also got to consider u.s citizens um using their first amendment rights but also subject to monitoring now now you got a special target on your back now you don't think they're using surveillance and facial recognition and all that yo son and then it's it's not even that it's the the artificial intelligence that's like now they have your face but then they can cross-reference it with all your social media posts all your likes and then then you're now in a profile in a database like people don't you you really don't get what's well, going on in the stands. We don't know if we're in a in a database. Oh, right now. Chris and I, so, we need we, to do that uh, request for authorization act. I'm very confident we have all types of uh, intelligence agencies. And oh yeah, shout out to the intelligence. Uh, <laughs> and sometimes I think they're stealing our ideas, but I ain't mad at you I, as long I, as we I upgrade America. Yeah. I, when he told me some of the things that he wants to do and he's written about, um, and then actually see somebody doing it, I'm like, Kim, like, what? You sure didn't read your book? Like, <laughs> would not, would not be a surprise. It's upgrade America policy for the future on Amazon Kindle. Uh-huh. 
it's freaking prophetic. It'll blow your mind. Yo, uh, Ember is brought up, enlighten me with the reasoning on police not wearing any identification and blocking their badge numbers. I guess that's a growing trend. Ooh, wow. I kind of heard about that. And here's the thing. It's like, that means we are recording them, but now we can't, like, identify them. So now they can kind of get away with some uh, atrocities. And that's pretty, that's pretty scary. Um, well, and thank you for bringing that up. That's something we need to look into as well. But what are your thoughts, CJ? Well, they're combating the heavy reform that's coming because actually L.A. and other uh, parts in the country are starting to reform police departments. And then the call for defunding and all that is coming like heavy. It's coming quick. Like Yes. Yeah, so cool. that is something uh, as well that we, we got that on our agenda, right? Defunding the, the police. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And there's also mention we we discussed this season one about the private law enforcement in Detroit. That's going to become more of an option. And here's the thing, though. Law enforcement is now going to become a capitalistic concept. So well, they, all, they always have been, actually. Protection but of more blatant wow. as private industry would be handling that. So more or less, if you have a poor community, they're going to have cheap law enforcement. And then a, a, a more uh, a wealth. In, indeed, another form and, of it. You know, I, <laughs> this, is, this, is, this is actually the subject that I uh, wanted to start with. He said he softened it up. He said you guys would talk about it. But yes, systematic. Oh, no, we, we have a specific. We have the race card just to discuss racial issues. Uh, okay, well, like it's I'll a wait, whole, them, it's man. a whole segment. No, we can talk. <laughs> we just doing, we just going with the flow right now. Like we all over the place, but but please, like, rein in your thoughts. Oh no, I, I was I was just saying that that's that's another form of systematic racism because you know yeah. it's all about property taxes, and we don't really a lot of us don't have property, so now we get we get less. Uh, less quality or lower quality um schools lower quality uh teachers lower quality law enforcement but when it's privatized technically if people in the community they could pay the extra buck to get how do you say better law enforcement visual it's going to cost the community but if the community wanted to chip in the bread to do it it's a possibility whereas it's just like where it's public it's like, yo, you get what you get. We're paying them shitty salaries. They're gonna do shitty. They're gonna do a bunch of uh stuff. They just don't. You know, like they they just want to clock in and clock out. Like, pretty much, they just want to be there for those eight hours or whatever the length of their their shit. Yeah. So let me ask you this: um, and, this is a question for both of y'all. Like, what police salaries? I know in NY they, you can make like a hundred k in like five years, but in other states, other do you think they are paying them? enough to really adhere to the oath and take their job seriously? Do, or do you think they're underpaid and they don't, they're, they I, don't I care? I they're underpaid, and that's why we end up getting dirty cops and, and you know, the ones that's taking bribes and, and things like that, because they're not getting paid enough. They can't support their family how they want to. And, and I really believe that, you know, they are, they're risking their lives. They do, they do... You know, uh, they're they're like the first responders. You know what I mean? They they they're always on the scene first. Not not ambulance, not fire department. They they are there, so they're risking their lives for what thirty thousand, forty thousand dollars. I make that sitting at a desk. You know what I mean? So Ooh, so yes. if 
would better pay, do you think, how could that contribute to, uh, I mean, I, I, I could see this whole law enforcement, I don't want to say we got to revamp it. I don't want to say you have to start fresh. But it's like. Tear it down and write it over. Well, then there's, there's that. Like, like, like you said, like the posters I just seen you uh, post, system wasn't built for the minority. It I think was, it was a W. W. D. Du Bois? No, I'm thinking of someone else. It wasn't. But it, built to protect he mentioned us. it. Yeah, he was one of the leaders on. Can it protect us? Well, mm. we'll we'll get into that more in the race card since th- right, that's yeah. what we're going to be. Talking about. <laughs> nah, it's all good. Um, you got to fire it up. I like the energy. No, nah, I know. Uh, Tracy had a question. She was talking about what about corruption with the privatization, which basically. Ooh. That's gonna cause ethical issues, obviously. Yeah. Now, what that. types? What type of corruption are you, is you talking about? Like the money coming in to the private organization, and like. I mean, what, it's just I guess just paying off this guy to give me information, this police officer or whatever, like drug lords or you know what I mean, paying off the police or. But no, I mean, there's corruption in, in every aspect, and yeah. I guess I don't want to say. As far as managing like the the troops on the streets or the how do you say the the officers the 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 private law officers on the streets, I believe like the citizens advocate agency could still apply to those officers, and maybe you would you would still have some oversight mm-hmm. with them as a third party. Now, as far as like people controlling the money at the top, like hey, I'm the company of this law enforcement, I'm the CEO of this law enforcement uh group, whatever. Like as far as corruption at the top, I'm not. I don't have a, an answer for that at the moment. But I don't know. Print- I, I just see basically the wealthy taking advantage of that, basically having their own private militias. Yes, I agree. Sure. And then we would get the regular cops funded by taxpayers. But if you already, like she mentioned, we already paying taxes for the quality we're getting now. So imagine if you have private. So now you're gonna get the top top people to go to the private industry besides serving the public. So now you're going to have another basically disparity in talent and uh, what have you. So I can Um, see that being an issue. I get what you're saying, but I think we could offset a lot of that, again, with that Citizens Advocate Agency, third party um, oversight over all law enforcement, and a standardized use of force. Like anyone who wields a gun or uses any type of force on civilians, these are the rules. Like yeah. general rules of engagement. Because I, I dare say, okay, and Chris, you could correct me if I'm wrong. The rules of engagement apply to the the combat theater, like where you're fighting the war. Yeah, LOAC, right? Was it LOAC? Laws of armed conflict, LOAC. Yeah. I thought now that applies across the board like mm-hmm. wherever you're fighting loac applies but like rules of engagement are specific to where you're fighting yes could be wrong well no nah, i think that was right i think that was right. well what i want is like a standardized use of force model across across yeah across the nation it, that's yeah. it I think california has pushed that already the governor is already pushing some kind of for a statewide a statewide use of force model yeah, and then I heard somebody wanted to push it nationwide. Obviously, that's what we're on a mission to do, too, bring awareness to do that. 
Um, but we'll we'll get more into this and the race car topic. Let's go ahead and run down uh, political spending. Walmart, Wendy's, take money out of politics. What's up? A lot of corporations. I put that on, on the list to discuss. 500,000, uh, $500, it's really no big deal. Like, whoop de doo cool. Wendy's, you, you donated 500,000 to Trump. Walmart, I couldn't even get a number. But here's uh, Jim Walton, I believe, is the new CEO or the current CEO of Walmart. And he publicly pledged 50% of Walmart's revenue to Trump's campaign. Let that marinate. So, for everyone who's shopping at Walmart, Pretty much, if you spend two dollars, one dollar is going to Trump's campaign. So, so let that let that marinate everyone on. Protest Walmart, like. Well, no, like if you understand politics, you understand why they did that because they're open basically during the Rona. Mm-hmm. That's all it is. Quid pro quo. And I get. Right, so they pretty much. I get that. Like they Walmart did hold it down during a they did hold it down during the Rona, but it's like again, give that money, give that money to the people, give that money to nonprofit organizations to dump it back into politics. It it could here's the thing. It's like for me, it Mm -hmm. equivalates to like it's going to result in policy that's going to favor Walmart. Of course. And I um, say that. that's exactly what it's gonna do. I, I but gonna... Walmart over the people is, is what I'm saying. Like, no, it's, well, you it's know, money over the people. It's money over the people. It is. Oh, it, it is. is. That, it's that Walmart's money. Money talks, bullshit walks. So that that's all. That's all Americans want to But again, that's that's a really big chunk. And here's what I'm. I'm I only bring that up because again, it's we're talking politics. I know you mentioned quid pro quo. But um, if that's how the game is played, the interests of the people will never be represented. It will when always be the interests of the corporations. But when was it? When, when it, was it really? Well, hold on. I, I'm, I'm still ranting. And it's like, what I find is, is so laughable. It's like, an individual human being can only donate $2,500 to a political campaign. But this organization can donate countless buku bucks and so again it's like the the interests of the people will never be represented i stopped asking for money i appreciate everybody who you know who, who gave, love, they, they, gave their campaign contributions but i learned early on like if this is a money game it, it's um it, it, the people are never going to win that and yeah. we just need to really be aware of that again for every two dollars you spend at walmart one's going to trump but like <laughs> <laughs> we we got to take the money out of politics yeah I, well you know i've been pushing for that for since season one like yo eliminate lobbying now we talking but mm. you, know, you know how hard of a fight that that probably would start a that would start nationwide riots by major corporations if you did that shit but again it's like Dude, it's complicated. We maybe have to uh, set aside an entire episode for it, but it needs to be done, man. It needs to be done. Like again, how are you going to cap the individual, but let the faucet run for the corporations? And it's like you think these guys represent you? The, they don't represent you, man. 
Well, one question to both of you guys. Do you see a shift in people going to more mom and pop supporting black businesses due to what's going on? Like taking their money away from these corporations has been named, put out there saying, hey, you donate to Trump, fuck you. I'm not shopping with you. No more. I think it's going to take time, but I think it can be done. Um, it's going to be difficult, I yes. think, for one, because yeah. Walmart is in the hood, man. Like people, the hood shops in Walmart. Like you look at Target, and it's like, I don't want to say, like, you know, that's why they're looting them because they're high end. They're more high end. Yeah, but it's like. Target, they, you know, they, they showed, like, hey, um, I forget what Target it was, um, but it was a Target. Yo, what's they up, said, Chris? Thanks for watching, man. That, I see you. They pretty much said, like, hey, take this bus stop from the front of our store. We don't want the wrong crowd to be hmm. in our yeah. store. That's what Target said? Yeah. Wow. I, I got to call my mom because I don't know my mom. She actually uh, definitely showed me that article. So, yeah, they took the bus stop from mm. state, it was upstate New York, where I'm from, mm -hmm. and they took the bus stop from in front of Target. But they do come off with that bougie appeal, and I would not boycott uh how do you say i wouldn't boycott walmart and then go to target so would i have to just start because i know jeff and donald don't see eye to eye but i gotta go send my money to to amazon and get into the uh, the supplement for walmart i don't it's know it's gonna be hard it's gonna be definitely hard thing to do because like when, when i'm when I'm on, I have a project or something, I went right then and there. Like, I'm, I'm going to Walmart. I get it right in my hands. I'm like, yeah, I can see it. I can feel it. But with Amazon, I have to wait. Oh, I, I think Home Depot is on that list. Yeah, it's a lot of corporations. I'm, I'm not too sure. Fortune 100. It's stores. I got somebody. Uh, Ember said, I don't think enough people are aware of that. To be honest, it's kind of known, but not broken down like you all I have just now. I feel like if you do more awareness, would happen. Well, thank you, Ember. That's what we strive to do. Truly appreciate. Here. Yes, educational and definitely educational and a little spicy. Yeah, yo, we're gonna have to do a whole topic on that one because the whole episode damn near on that one. Let's yes, uh, it, yes, indeed. It needs Let's, to be headlined, like headlined that hey, because. Not a lot of people don't know. I didn't know that until he told me. So, but it's like again, it's it's everyone's out voting. Like, you know, Biden's gonna stop police brutality, and Biden's gonna do all this, or or Trump's gonna do this for the economy. And yo, it's not about you. These are these are business deals that are going yeah. on. And then I I hate to toot my own horn, but <laughs> I'll toot it. I'm 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 trying to represent y'all. You know what I'm yeah. saying? I'm really trying to represent y'all. But well, what else we got on this uh, agenda, bro? All right, decentralized revolution. Is that what's going on right now? Is that the no, future? No, that's of not what's going on. This is this is what I would like to see, though. So here's the thing. Again, okay, okay. more power to to you know to Black Lives Matter. Do your thing. Excuse me. Chris, you and I, we went down the rabbit hole. We took a little glimpse, and we know everything is not what it appears to be. I'm not Absolutely. against them, but I'm not particularly aligned with their agenda. And yes. I think um, you, we see it. We are witnessing it that these large protests are being infiltrated. They're being sabotaged, and there's a lot of subversion going on. So Absolutely. while they are effective, again, it just leaves that opportunity for you know for for infiltration and whatnot so i think an individual revolution like everyone 
working in smaller groups or even working by themselves and doing their part to to make this happen that may be more effective it may be difficult to more difficult to break up and subvert because you mentioned uh, again we had that that heated discussion about slavery and and if all black people united could they have uh hold on could they have ended slavery and you mentioned about traitors and that's something to be taken into consideration but if you're just you know if you're by yourself if it's decentralized they're talking about they want a leader so they can whack the leader and move but if it's decentralized everyone's you know everyone's we're all leaders we're all capable of leading absolutely Grab a little sign, do your thing, but you know, no doubt. And shout out you know to the military it. as well. Those free leadership skills is gonna go a long way. Oh, Friends, airmen lead uh, the way, by the way, because we're talking with all leaders. Just throwing that out there. Say that again. I miss that, bro. I say airmen are specialized in being taught that we are all leaders. So if you're squad leader, glue, we all can take over. It don't matter who it is. You're absolutely right. It's just like, saying, uh, throw that out there. Pop your but that is one thing I liked about our training. It's not like, oh, no, like, the, the fire team leader went down and everyone's panicked. It's like, yo, the next one's like, get up on that 50 cow. Give me some yeah. cover fire. You know what I mean? We, 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 I want, I want we're leaders. I want to ask you guys this, and I don't want everyone's best to take offense, but, like, it needs to be said. Like, how do you guys feel about, like, standing up for a country and fighting for a country that never fought for you guys? We already talked about that and what black yeah. history. Yeah, yeah, um, I know, but just like, sort of to rehash it. Just, yeah. Um, I I mean, you want yeah. me to go first or you go first? You go first, Chris. I want to hear your response. It took, to be honest, a couple of milestones and epiphanies I had while active duty Air Force, and Cam and I talked about this on a nine eleven episode on uh, season one, Upgrade America podcast. When that 9-11 Fahrenheit documentary dropped, that's when the light bulb started. It yes. went off, and I was like, oh. Because now we're active duty, we're working, we're not as in training mode, as brainwashed as you are in training. Yeah, BMT and tech school and stuff. So that was my first seed. The second thing was when I went to Diego, I was like, well, what the hell are we? Diego Garcia, middle of nowhere. Um, they have a very complicated history. I suggest people read about that. It's very fascinating. Um, that was another thing. I was just like, what are we doing here? What happened to the people that used to live here? Blah, blah, blah. Another red flag, you know, hmm. illumination. Get to Korea, where I meet my fine gentleman right here. Oh, awesome. Um, ROK represent Mustang. Young, I'll see you um, so, nah, I get there and you understand, like, yo, war can happen any moment. Boom. Yes, indeed. So oh, man. All right. When I get to Germany is where everything shifted. So I started running to journalists, people working for these news stations, all this stuff on posts. Mind yeah. you. It's Simbok. I don't know if you remember Simbok. I know Simbok. Yeah. So I was got posting. A spec Group security forces. Is like I do they do creep out defender there. out there too. I think there's a creep defender out there. That training before you go down range. Yeah. Okay. So I ran a couple of journalists. So then I get to Afghanistan and I remember CNN will report something, 
like right after we had just been engaged with something or got some intel as we're out on route and mm. i'm like hold up wait a minute something's weird about this so i read a lot in afghanistan when i came back my mindset was totally changed i was like yo what are we doing here what are we doing and i'm questioning everything <laughs> yeah so then i get back home to south carolina and I get reintroduced to that good old American racism. And I'm like, here we go again. And mind you, I've just been in metropolitan cities. I've been in different cultures. Mm -hmm. I've just been to combat areas. Like, my mind is all over the place. So long story short, after all of that, for me, I do feel a kind of way of defending my country honorably and knowing yes. that my country don't give a shit about me. So that's basically how I feel about it. Yeah, definitely. Yo, bro. Um, I kind of, I don't say difficult uh, conversation to have, but it's just like, the military is like, I dare say my, my first love, you know, but like with, some of the greatest times of my life. And first worst, second the best. Third golden turd. But anyways, like yo, I had some of the best times of my life in the military. What's up, Julia? Thank you for watching. But um like some of the best times of my life but some of the worst times of my life. True. As well. You know, and but at the same time, I, I have much love and adoration for, for the military because of that. I experienced racism in there, even in tech school while we're doing training. You know, it's just can like, I, um, go ahead, please. So, like, it was within your military, it wasn't like uh, going overseas and, and experiencing. See, I was gonna get, I was gonna get to that part. Oh, okay, go ahead. Gonna get to that part. It was like, so it was like. <laughs> I'll run through it. Yeah, deal with some. I had a bro, got into a brawl with some skinheads in, in tech school, and you know I was like, oh wow, this is in um, our ranks too. Like these guys got to watch my back, and they have racial agendas. So you harbor that, you know, through your whole military career. Skip, go overseas. One of the reason, the main reasons I went overseas, a lot of the air force bases are down south. They're in these rural areas that are. <laughs> I had that perceived fear of racism. I'm like, no, true. and like. I'm not going to serve my country living in bump fuck nowhere and then I got to deal with this shit, you know? So I'm like, yeah, why not go overseas? Let's see what that's about. And then, you know, at the end of tech school, mm -hmm. you build rapport with your instructors. So eventually, you know, they're talking and, and you know, they try to, some of them, the you know, the black ones, they, they open up and they tell you, like, yo, go overseas. Go, mm -hmm. go to Korea. I remember they hearing love, that. They love us. They love us over there. You know, go to Germany. They love us over there. You know, and then you you hear all about how black people are treated overseas. You mm -hmm. know, and so it's like, and that's what I did. I went overseas, and so <laughs> yes, it's, it's and and it was true. They, but I avoided a lot of racism. So it's like, more or less, I want to say like a decade of my life. I I didn't have to worry about that. Like, yeah, you you deal with you know some racist people in your in your unit. You know, even going to uh, how do you say the war zones and stuff. You got yeah. racist. Hey, boy, go clear that minefield over there. Like, yeah. walk through that shit. Like, fuck out of here. But um, 
No, you, you, but I didn't really deal with racism until like, you know, I, I don't want to say it's non-existent in, uh, in, in Europe because I guess there was, there was a, there are some, you know, it was, I, I know when I was there, I didn't feel it. Nor did I. Do you think it's because other uh, countries, they identify by religion um, first instead of race? Because America is like the only only country that identifies by race before they identify by religion. That is a very great point because whereas, you know, in other, you have Muslims, for instance, in Iraq, and that blew my mind too, that you have Muslims that are killing other Muslims just because they have different um, different viewpoints on, on their religion. So that is a great point. And then even if you're looking historically back at Europe, the Christians and the Catholics were at each other. Yeah, the Crusade, the Crusade, and the Crusades as but well. They, they didn't look at like, oh, well, he's black and he's Christian. Yeah, well, he's let, well, let's 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 I, slow that down from for a moment because there was the the Moors. There was some resentment for the Moors in, in Europe, you know. But I I want to say there was people who actually liked the Moors too, because the Moors came in. They they were teaching a lot of uh, Europeans like. Yeah. I don't want to say algebra and everything. No, everything, hygiene, it, everything, hygiene, hygiene. But even the higher mathematics, a lot of the higher mathematics science that was yeah. coming from, you know, um, a, a lot of uh, the, the the Middle East and and also from Africa. But I don't know. But just coming back, to, I should I should wrap this up. Just coming back, and um, you know, just feeling the general vibe. And black people are less common overseas, which makes us more of a commodity. And uh, just coming back where it's like there's black people everywhere and it's like there's you definitely feel like you yeah, feel the difference coming back to America. And then after that, it's just like, I don't know, bro. And then you're seeing everything, the, the police shootings, you're seeing the racial shootings and everything. And it's just like... I'm just gonna wrap it up with, with this. Mm-hmm. If you are, uh, if you're racist, you know you're, and you're you're an American. I know our our country was founded on 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 it was founded on the hypocrisy. It was stillborn, but the ideal of America is is liberty and justice for all, and you know equality. That's the ideal of America, and I like the ideal of America. I really do. That is what uh, that is what I love, and I hope we won't we one day achieve that. But the actual reality of it is it's shit and gold. It's shit dipped gold. <laughs> <laughs> with, a, with paint painted rust, yeah, a golden a golden turd. Exactly. Third's the you golden turd. No, so. <laughs> I mean that's that the answer to your question. That that's how right now what I feel is like again if we. I, I love the concept of America, and, and I swore mm-hmm. that oath it meant something to me. I'm sure it meant That's something right. yeah. to you. No, right yeah. now, I still swear that oath. Like, I, Cameron Ra, swear to, to, to God that I will defend the Constitution of, of the United States against all enemies, foreign and domestic. I swear that oath today, and because um, I, I still love that idea of it. So, any... Um... <sighs> <laughs> Again, I, man, I, I, it's, if it's like if it's a, if it's I say that to say if there is if a tyrannical force uh, opposes uh, America, and would and you, 
I would fight the I would fight the 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 front the front lines. So you know, all Americans should fight. If I would fight case, on the fight on the fight lines to do, to defend America in the in the that, idea of it. And, uh, and then I just want to further emphasize, and then I'm done. Okay. If you are in, if you're in the the government and you position of power, law enforcement, or whatever, and you are racist, and you're using that power to uh, you're using that race, you're using your power to 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 do racist acts, and you are un-American. You're a threat to you're a threat to to America and, and the Constitution that we we defended an oath to, and people will will remove that power from you. We will remove that power from you. Uh, and that's that. Um, I got three comments real quick. J Love 510, what's up? What's up, Bay Area? Uh, to this day, you can't be a more without learning all that. Basically, we were talking about the more conversation, mm-hmm. the health Europe and the world and all that. She was talking about just the culture of being a more today. Um, without learning all that, you have to share what they've been taught um tracy interesting so it's like it's a part of being a more is sharing what you're what you've been what you taught is that why they did that and you're interested i did not know well she was saying like modern day but basically like it's it's like basically enrolling in the military if you're going to be a more today like present Mm -hmm. so that's kind of what she wouldn't be surprised if that was a common because a, a lot of um when you're listening to uh, some African leaders or, or you know black leaders, they they mention that we shared a lot of knowledge. Like our mm-hmm. ancestors shared a lot of knowledge. We're like, we're, uh, we're loving people. We're we're very open-hearted people. Like that's just in, instilled in us. You know what I mean? As black people, that we want to share and want to open up. But the other yeah, uh, we're in the past. So it's like, do you want to do it now? You know what I mean? Well, knowledge is power. The other comment was, oh, she said, well, she was saying it's just been like that about the Moorish culture. Okay. Oh, it's a duty as a Moor to share knowledge. And is that what you're saying, J-Lo? Tracy, I'll come back to that. Tracy says, racism is woven into the fabric of America. That's why it's so difficult to deal with, in her opinion. Yes, I agree. It was Um, woven in. It was written into our Constitution. In black and white, like that, slaves were were subhuman. Were weren't didn't even qualify as an as yeah. an entire human being. You know. Mm-hmm. Thank we're you. Still, still seems we're trying to undo that. It's it's crazy how that how it was written, but we fed with our milk, our breast milk. We fed their children. Mm. You know what I mean? Uh-huh. So we're in we're in you guys. We are in you guys because we we nurtured your your babies and, and you know what I mean. So I I don't know. It, it, it's just it's something that we have to actually. I just seen a video. I'm gonna uh, I'm gonna see if he can share it. I'm gonna send it to him. And this makes a lot of sense. Um, I don't know if you wanna. Oh, hold on. Uh, let's see. Ember said, while well, I got you real quick. Oh, what she got? Oh, um, the chief of the United Nations spoke out and said that Trump needs to understand that the root of the protests is happening now, like racism in America. Mm. Um, basically, it's a human rights violation. It's been that for years. I know Malcolm X tried to, he raised awareness back in the 60s. Now, did he do it with the UN? Because he now it's like no, he met with a lot. A global, uh, it's on a global scale, Absolutely. and uh, I I kind of admire the UN and uh, thank you for uh, for that comment. 
But I admire the UN bringing this on the global stage and saying like, "Hey, we're watching, and this is a this is an injustice." Um, I believe uh, Nai had a, a video she wanted to play. We're most likely just going to get the the audio. See, from my last post, this one hit me the most, and I'll tell you why. You see this timeline up here. 246 years of slavery, 89 years of segregation, and then 1954 today is 66 years of so-called freedom. And PSA, the people that were segregated back in there, still alive today, still living in those segregated areas. And PSA, these are the poorest neighborhoods in the country that are being gentrified by white people. So if you know basic math, this is about 401 years of being told, you suck, you can't build up, but you can work for us on our plantation. That's 401 years of being falsely accused of crimes you did not commit. And being racially profiled. That's 401 years white people had to build up themselves. But yet you went people of color do it in 66 years while they're still being targeted. That's 401 years of oppression, which brings on depression and crime and violence. And anecdotes are not data. So when black lives finally matter, then all lives will matter. Yeah, all I, I, I really want you guys to hear from the beginning because it's, it's really like a 60 second. I mean, no, uh, I no clip that is. You've seen it before, right? And I, I didn't really, I didn't really take that into perspective until I seen it. I'm like, hmm. wow, like you guys have 400 years to get yourself together. You know what I mean? And, and we've had 60. <laughs> I mean, six, six. No, this is like it's not even. I, I as but, as she mentioned, it's not even 60 because within those 60 even. years, we had Jim Crow. We had a massive uh, civil rights. Violations until this day, our people are still being killed disproportionately by police. Exactly. And so it's like, again, it's like, oh, so here, here's here's how people are justifying. Well, black people are committing more crimes statistically, blah blah blah. Yeah, because once we we were once property, and then you freed us, then you didn't give our ancestors reparations or any type of assistance. Then you put further obstacles to keep us down. You know what I'm saying? And it's just like, stop looking for excuses on, but, 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 it's your fault, it's your fault. Like, mm -hmm. um, it's, it's annoying now. Yeah. Uh, hold on, I want to say that I was like, uh, someone shared that, day. like, they lost a hundred friends during this eight, let's call it ten day duration of uh, rioting and protesting because people were voicing their racist opinions. And mm -hmm. they were just... We're removing them. Be like, oh, okay, you're. This is how you really feel. You don't need to be friends on Facebook. But this is a phenomenon that's happening across the nation. And mm -hmm. quite frankly, everyone who says like, well, yeah, I know he got killed, but just shut the fuck up. Like, I don't want to hear nothing else from that. Yeah, that that I forget that lady that you sent me that video. Uh, other lady saying, yeah, he was a criminal and and whatever he. he oh, Candace off. Owens. Oh my God, I'm like so. He no, just, nah, we're not giving her no air. Fuck that. Um. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Twenty, Defunding the police. Fuck her, man. Please. Okay. Um. How do y'all feel about? Hold on, one more comment. Uh, J Love says racism is as American as picnic. The word picnic, we know yes, the root. No, from pick and ninny, I believe. Huh? I believe it stems from pick a ninny, pick a nigger, or something yeah. along those lines. But yeah, it is. Uh, it is. There is um racial. Um, that's why I don't. I try to deviate from using that. <laughs> like, can't we just have lunch at the park? Like, yes. <laughs> uh. Oh wow! Hold on. So Ember says, "Y'all active." Love y'all ladies this time. And Sunday. yo, appreciate that. This is really making the podcast really cool. But y'all yeah. go ahead, man. 
Um, she said the overall objective that America preaches to the rest of the world is us being free and everyone having rights. Where's that for the actual citizens? Okay. Mm -hmm. She put that in all caps. I hear you. Hey, what's her name? What's her name? Shout her out. Ember. Ember. Hey, Ember. Ember J Love, Tracy, they holding it down on IG Live. No doubt, no doubt. Trifecta uh, right here. Yo, you bring up. Uh, she brings up a very valid point, and we, we have this discussion all the time about whether uh, black people have rights. And she brought up what a couple episodes. <laughs> it's like in these troublesome times where we're losing rights. It's like um, it's getting even more difficult to be black. I have a question for you, kind of maybe along the lines, but do you feel any tension? Like when you go out, are you like, what? What are the vibes like in Orlando? Uh, from I don't really go out as much to be honest. Mm -hmm. Uh, ladies, huh? IG, appreciate you, ladies. It's about to cut off. Thanks, IG. So shout out to Ember, J Love, Bay Area, and Tracy Cackalack, man. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Eight four three. Um, yeah, they're like our VIPs, man. Our, uh, oh, yeah, they, they, they really held it down this week. Appreciate it. I love the commentary, I love it. The interaction, I gotta figure out how to turn my comments on Facebook. Like, yes, I'm trying, I'm over here trying. So, for the Facebook lives, if I didn't, oh, oh mm -hmm. do that. <laughs> Sorry, um, so <laughs> what was the question you asked again? Um, just the, how the vibe was in Orlando, man. Oh, yeah, yeah, So, I don't go out. I go out somewhat. I mean, from white people, they seem to be a lot more, hey, how you doing? I've noticed that, too. I've noticed that, too. For me. And I welcome it. I accept it. Like, cool. Yeah. Let's I don't, keep I, that same energy. Yeah. yeah. I, just hate, I just hate how they say, like, I know how you feel. Do you? No, nah, I haven't. <laughs> I haven't got that. My yeah, friends, I my, my, my close friends have all reached out, so I was very happy about that this week. Um, my close white friends, I hate to say that, but it is, <laughs> yeah, it is what it is. Like, you know, um, I, I think I'm pretty diverse in my friends. I got Vietnamese, Taiwanese, Japanese. So, um, what was another thing? Oh, so yeah, the vibe. I haven't really been anywhere. I've been staying pretty local. I am, me personally, mm -hmm. like, I am a little on edge still. You know, As am I. Yeah, so that part of me, you know, our training, that's kicked in because I know what's going on. So that situation awareness is very high right now. I have, well, it's just like, um, I got to go to the park or I got to take a stroll. I got to get some vitamin, that free vitamin D. But yeah. like, I have noticed the more hellos, I've I've more high, whatever you know, things of that and that yeah. things of that nature. <laughs> but um, at the same time, I do feel some. Uh, I feel tense from. I'm just curious, what orders were down channeled from the commander in chief to local law enforcement, as well as um as well as the, the troops that are being deployed in, in, in America. Mm -hmm. That is, um, what did, what did, I was watching, ooh, I guess I should shout this out and uh, post the affiliate marketing link. So mm -hmm. I'm listening to an audio book called 
Surprise, vanish, oh, kill. That is great, bro. That is a great listener. Um, really awesome book. It's talking about mm-hmm. a lot of um, <laughs> CIA guerrilla units, special activity divisions, assassinations, crazy. going back from World War Two mm, okay. to, to the Obama administration. Mm-hmm. Like she, she, her intro just talking about how she met her sources. And it's wild, it but is. I totally recommend that book. Yo, that, you know I want to read that. In the description. But it's it's incredible, and when you're learning about how these guerrilla units are are are, are operating, it, it's wild. But I brought that up to to talk about the orders that were given to um, the secret hand. There's we're gonna have to talk about. Uh, I believe it's Obama called Title Superhand. Title Fifty. Is pretty much the president's yeah. authorization to have people killed. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh shit! Hell yeah! Uh, okay. They, they yeah. called his secret hand. But uh, what I, I mentioned that because there was a, a discussion about how Hitler gave orders from his highest commanders down to the local police just to be ruthless with their their law yeah. enforcement and their policing and everything of, of that nature and. It, it, the possibility exists, like, and I'm curious what type of orders were given. You have Senator uh, Tom Cotton over there talking about, yeah, when the 101st Airborne is there, we're gonna give them no quarters. And for my military members, y'all know what no quarters is: it's shoot to kill. And those orders have never been given because they, you're not a military member. But those orders have never been given because they violate the laws of armed conflict. And to hear a senator. Just openly say things like that. I'll slide the clip in right about here. If local law enforcement is overwhelmed, if local politicians will not do their most basic job to protect our citizens, let's see how these anarchists respond when the 101st Airborne is on the other side of the street. Uh, He also added this uh, by tweeting, we need to have zero tolerance for this destruction. And if necessary, the 10th Mountain, 82nd Airborne, 1st Cavalry, 3rd infantry whatever it takes to restore order no quarter for insurrectionists anarchists rioters and looters you know what that means no quarter right so so that's very specific that he's saying no quarter means shoot them till they're dead but it's like uh it's it that gives me chills man that's Mm -hmm. what gives me chills and it's like when i'm out I wave at the drums, but they're most likely <laughs> circling and, and watching. But it's like um, the so air is very weird right now. Speaking on exposing people, what you said that you uh, you said that uh, I'm sure if he was aware or or not, he got caught saying like, "Yo, we don't give a fuck about <laughs> about." Oh, uh, uh, well, yeah, that's oh, all we want to talk so, about. That. Oh, that's okay, on okay. that's on the agenda too. Okay. We'll, we'll bring him up. We'll we'll so shout we'll shout him out for. Yeah. Uh, for demographic but it's, it's just like ex- exposing now like like all exposure like no secrets where you guys are on camera it's watching 2020 you guys. it's 2020 yeah. exposing you everything like, yeah I, I like that and i think that it's like governors and officials uh law officials caught on camera <laughs> you know what i mean like i mean there's a lot of hot mics these days yeah a lot of hot mics start bugging stuff and just randomly you know what i mean they they could do it it goes both ways they can do that to us too i know but i i I mean we're not we're not 
faking the funk, like, oh, we care about you guys, we're gonna help you guys, and then be like, fuck them people. Yeah, right. I just want to get reelected. Like, you know what I mean? So we're not doing that. So we pretty so. much covered that topic, but yeah. That I mean, no, I was saying we pretty much covered that topic because that's pretty much what he said. But yeah, uh, I mean, I'll um, slide the, the article in maybe like over over here for when we mix it down. A little bit right here. No, no I mean, Matt, we, no, we're there. Unless you got. Oh, so well, let's let's bring it up so I know, like for editing timestamp reasons. So basically, what you're referring to is: Do politicians really care about equal rights? What you're discussing in context. <laughs> That's hilarious. If so ever believe that. here it is. Elliot Engel heard on hot mic. If I didn't have a primary, I wouldn't care. Let's see if I can play this uh the soundbite so I okay. won't have to edit it later. Please don't give me a commercial. No, no, no. Skip, skip, skip. Skip it. Where's the skip? It says submit answer. Oh, I don't have my glasses. So is there's um yeah, I gotta wait like 30 seconds. So in the meantime, you got uh -huh. any jokes? Only in the boogie down, I see. <laughs> why? Why did the chicken cross? Why did the chicken cross the road? Because you weren't vegan. Uh, no, I was gonna say because it's like, there's vegans lived on the other side. Because <laughs> you want to clone them. I don't. I don't know. I, I don't know. <laughs> no, I'm. I'm not very good at making up uh, yeah. random jokes. Is this it? Yeah. I don't, I don't think this is it. Is that that it did it pop up? I don't think so. Hold on. Let me see on my side. It should. Okay, yeah, it did come up. It's not like um. You can't really hear it. Yeah, you can't really hear. Yeah, you have to insert it to your. Hold on, let me see. This is in New York. Yeah. Oh wow. He's you done. can see. You can definitely see. He's not done. They, but Trump has said way worse things than this, and here he is in his office. True. That's because America wants entertainment. They don't give a crap about what what really going on. They I'm want to entertain. Cause he's he's definitely a reality TV star, and he, this is like the biggest show, biggest show in the world right now. <laughs> no, no, no. Upgrade. Yeah, I got it. Upgrade America is the biggest show. That's right. World, no, right. I got it. Great yes. show. On if you click through it, you can, we can put it in, but it's not loud enough to hear it. I yeah, that's what I said. You're gonna have to see the subtitles, but I mean, we kind of discussed it. I'm not gonna. Yeah. But, I mean, it is what it is. This afternoon, the congressman asked Bronxboro President Ruben Diaz Jr. if he could speak at a press conference addressing the night of looting and racial unrest in the Bronx. The exchange was caught by our microphones. Please bear with me. I'll, I'll announce everybody. I appreciate you coming. But if, 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 then, if, then I got to go down the list. And it's just too many folks here. If I, had, if I didn't have a primary, I wouldn't care. Say that again? If I didn't have a primary, I wouldn't care. Uh, no. Just not, right, look, don't do that to me. We're not going to do this. We're not going to politicize you. Everybody has a primary. Right. You know? I'm sorry. The video immediately making... It's no secret. Like, yeah. the thing that people say, like, when, when they, they don't know you. people are... Yeah. Like, oh, damn, I didn't know. It is what it is. So. But what else we got on the agenda, bro? Uh, defunding the police. That's what we're trying to get to. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, yeah, yeah. It's a growing movement with that. Yo, you got any insight on that? Well, basically, they're saying, which makes sense. You affect the money, you, you get instant police reform. Remember that clip I showed you, this dude named Bo from uh, Tallahassee or Pensacola, somewhere up there in with Florida. The, beard, really, the guy with the beard? Yeah, he's really yeah, dope. Yeah, I like him, man. He's cool. Um, 
he was saying basically if we cut out federal funding from all these police officers if they're doing police brutality we keeping them accountable using that like citizens advocacy agency incorporated with that if we use some kind of system with that they basically fuck up take pull funding automatically mm. and that creates uh compliance uh use of force he brought up pretty much all that stuff he's like if Trump really wanted to end all this, he would sign this executive order nationwide. Boom. Pretty much most of this goes away. Most of it, not all of it. Um, it's a growing movement. Go ahead. You think that would satisfy the people? Because I think it would very much satisfy the protesters. But it is clear that there is an individual element outside mm -hmm. of uh, the protesters that are doing rioting and looting. Oh, yeah. But I agree. I think that that, that would... Um, with the bullet points that you listed would be very effective. Yeah. Um, I forgot. I know LA took what about 200 million, the mayor signed 200 million and put it to a uh, community building or something like that. Yeah. But I thought it was 150 million. That it was they, something he like took that. from, uh, he took from the police and they put it into maybe black communities or, or something along that nature. Now, yeah. here's the thing. I think he said people of color, which I don't necessarily agree. I'm not saying I don't knock them. They don't need it, but this is a black issue. Yes, I agree. That's, we it, always it, run into this issue is, Are you going to, is the lack of funding going mm -hmm. to disrupt law and order? Good question. I can see it going two ways. Well, mm -hmm. two ways it will go naturally. You're going to have more been together so you got the law people that actually know the law you got community people who got the pulse of the community and then you have educators that study it you know what i'm saying you make so a very valid point and i like that way but you're adding the how do you say the lawyers into it i heard a meme where they're saying like it takes a lawyer eight years to know the law how do you expect the cops to, to learn it in six months meaning like that's how, how much of training they go to because sure. it's like you have a lot of constitutional violations, all these rights violations. It's like you're 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 charging the officers with upholding the law, but they don't know it in and out themselves. So I agree sure. on that. Like adding that legal aspect into the citizen uh, the citizens advocate agency mm -hmm. is um that's a great idea. That that is a great idea because yeah. Shout out to that dude, Bo, man. He he kind of brought that up on I like him. Great videos. Yeah, I rock with him. I rock with him heavy. Um, any thoughts, Nye, before we go to the next thing? Oh, no, I, I definitely agree with that. Like how you know, how the officer known six months the law. Like these people are most of them are are you know have high school diploma, GED, and that's it. It's like. I'm a police officer because I can, because I have, because I have a high school diploma. Like that's all you need to become an officer. And and a lot of these people were, you know, vindictive assholes. You know what I mean? Like can't say just, a, uh, it's, so, it's hard to say a lot. Yeah. Hard to say a lot. I mean, we we've seen examples of how law law enforcement is on a spectrum of people who join it. 
Because like we uh, we were we were in we we know all different types of oh, yeah. security forces. I Remember? know you guys know the, the 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 kids that were bullied in high school. Now they got a little. Oh, powers. there's those. They trust oh. me. They are there. We've oh, we've encountered. They're, they're yeah. the worst when they make rank. Yes. yes. When they make rank and they're like, oh, they put on their staff sergeant. They want to scream at everybody. They want to put everyone at attention. This is. Yeah. They have Man, I made staff. Have. I was so I was so cool until I didn't yeah. have to be, uh, you know, unless I had the flex, you know. But yeah, you, there's a whole spectrum of. As I say, we can't say that. Oh, they're all mad and they're all vindictive. Like, nah. Well, like, there's some. I would. I will say this. There is a a large. Uh, everyone has their fucked upfulness. They're mm-hmm. they're they're part of them and it's the job is very tasking. The hours yes, and it stuff. Is. It's it's uh how do you say it's tasking on the spouse on the relationship. If you're there for like, a check you shouldn't be there because that 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 leads to people being dead. Okay. But again it's like we already we already mentioned that it's really not a glorified check. It's like thirty yeah. K, forty K and maybe when you're in NY and you're there for five Plus years, you're making over a hundred k. Yeah, once you become business, you make more money. Like once you make detective and sergeant and all this kind of stuff, that's kind of where the money comes from, or overtime, or off-duty security gigs, or whatever Mm -hmm. they tend to do. So, but it's not a. uh, We know they're not doing it for the money, but nah, you're not. I mean, I guess you're doing the pastime because I mean, like if you don't like your job, you know, we didn't we. If you don't like your job and you're so mad at the position you're in, we didn't tell you to be in that job. You know what I mean? If you don't want to be a police officer and you don't want to handle all the craziness that's going on, don't do it. You know I'll, I'll revise <laughs> I'll rise with messages like, if you there's no room to be racist in, in that job. And I agree with, with what Nye said. Like, you need to find a, a new position if you want to hold that racism. You're not going to be able to do your job correctly. No. You know, and I'm, I'm very, they, share, they swear the same oath. And they even swear another oath where there's no uh, special. You're not supposed to take any special favors. You're not yeah. supposed to. Uh, you you know you, you. I'm pretty sure there's something in there about like discrimination, yeah, like, that's race, creed, and, yeah, and things of that nature. So it's like either you know defend the Constitution or or burn it, roll it up, exactly. light it on fire. Because it's like you're, you're, exactly. you you. It's not America if, if they're not if the people upholding the law. That are enforcing the law are not upholding or uh, abiding by the law themselves. Um, we got real quick Sesame Street talking about race. <laughs> so I think they're perfect blue, uh, characters. Yeah, like that's a perfect outlet, though, to be honest, because they got all the different colors and animals. Like it, I was thinking about, it, I was like, it's actually kind of duh, like makes sense. Yeah. But I just. I just wanted to throw that in there. I also want to throw in something interesting. We're on episode, what, 66 in the month six. of June? Oh, yeah. 666. Six. <laughs> 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 uh, man, they're going to start thinking we're in the New World Order. <laughs> oh, Lord. <laughs> Yo, real talk, this is crazy. What's up, my, bro? My grandpa's birthday was June 6th, and he was born in 33. Triple six. Oh wow! Triple six. Yeah. So he, he just turned nineteen. He was born in nineteen thirty-three. Mm-hmm. He just turned eighty-seven. Wow, man. That's yeah, pretty. Uh, I'm happy, starting happy to. 
I'm starting to admire longevity. Like the people is your, you take it for granted. You like all oh, these old people and stuff, but it takes. You know, as you're aging and you see what the toll it takes on your body and, and everything, you're like, it's very remarkable the people who live to be in their 80s, in their 90s, 100s, what have So, you know, uh, shout out to your grandfather. Uh, you know, I played uh, Johnson, baby. Many, many, many more, many, uh, many years. Yeah, man. I got to see him soon, as soon as I can. Um, we're going to talk about... General speaking out and Secretary of Defense against Trump. And me and Cam mm-hmm. been arguing about this for a while, <laughs> debating this. Yeah, I'm telling yeah, I'm you, so man, man, Trump gave him bad money, son. He gave him a lot of bread with uh, the boosting the, the military spending. But please, take it away. You, you're more uh, familiar on this topic. So I'm going to pull up the link real quick mm-hmm. just to kind of highlight who was talking shit, basically. Because we're taught in the military that we're apolitical, meaning we don't make any political statements. We're not involved in any protests, any of that stuff. I think there's, so, a, UMC, there's a UCMJ article like, yeah. like foreboding it that you can't do that. But, so um, the Secretary of Defense, Mark Esper, said he opposes using active duty troops to put down the protests in American cities. And he opposes President Donald Trump's threat to do that. So the act we talked about in the beginning, he's not with it. Mm. Um, so that's Secretary of Defense says that. The sector? Um, yes. That's pretty high on the chain of command. Yes, sir. And let's see. Admiral, retired Admiral Mike Mullen, former, former chairman of the Joint Chief Staff, mm-hmm. said... He's been hesitant to speak out on issues surrounding Trump, but he said we're at a point where these events make it impossible to remain silent. So he did. I thought, did he speak out on CNN? Because I thought it was either him or another general. I watched an interview. Yes, a few of them. Um, He said Mullen wrote lay bare. I think where did he write this at? Anyway. He's talking about Trump's visit to the St. John's Church. I guess it was the NY. Was it St. John's Church in NY, Manhattan? Is that or now nah, was it DC? I was going to say the big. There's a lot of uh, controversy over the DC Bible footage, but I don't recall. It might have been during that. Um, so Mullen basically wrote, "Lay bare his disdain for the rights of peaceful protest in this country. Give succor." To the leaders of other countries who take comfort in our domestic strife, which you talk about, enemies like looking at this, like licking their chops, uh, risk further. I was talking some shit. Yeah, politicizing the men and women of the of our armed forces. So he's basically saying, like, military commanders not going to really they're going to obey orders, but they're not really going to follow them per mm. se. How, how, how do you, then it's that? like you break down. Not because I'm a rant. Go ahead. No, you I just want to know how, like, because you know, uh, just law is different. You told me, like, in the military, so how, like, if they're not, they're gonna not follow the orders. How would they reprimand it? Like, how would they be punished? Oh, I, I mean, to intervene. You know the difference between a lawful order and a direct order. Explain that real quick. I think I got the gist of it, but go ahead. Like, I believe 
a direct order is like chain of command, like it's down channel from the president. Okay. A lawful order is like it's in accordance with law, like a security forces officer can be like, yo, I'm ordering you, giving you a lawful order to do this, that, and the third. I think any defenders feel free to, to comment and yeah, or it might be in reverse. Muddle right. that up. Yeah, it, that's what I'm saying. It could be, could be. Because I think a direct order was at Article 92 to UCMJ. Maybe. I'm yeah, when we tell them, hey, like pull off. over right now. We're gonna inspect your vehicle. You know, that's basically that's an order, direct order. Hold on, man. This I is... actually kind of remember that one for some reason. Yeah, I still feel compelled to consult with Google. Yeah. Define. Like he's always right, right? No. Nah, nah. We we both admit when we wrong up here. You know. We... Well, I'm talking about Google. Google's not always right. That's what's uh, Well, we're we gonna say the information could be skewed because the depending on direct orders. Share orders means directly given by communicated to responsible. Okay, so let me define direct order military. I was gonna say you need to do. Uh... Okay, direct orders are essentially any command and commissioned or non-commissioned officer gives to his or her subordinate. Okay, so I think you were right. So let's define a lawful I was order. Say, let's define a lawful order for upgraders. Because here's the thing, it's, while these are military terms, we're mm -hmm. kind of on the verge of like absolute martial law, so it, it, it would be good to know these for our civilian counterparts. I think so. You were right how you described it, right? Lawful. Thank you, dude. So, in a sum, an order is presumed lawful if it is a volatility military purpose and is clear, specifically narrowed down, drawn mandate. United States versus more. Da, da, da. Yeah, I don't know. So, Mullen basically was saying men and women in uniform will obey lawful orders, but he said I'm less than confident in the orders they will be given by this commander-in-chief. So, that's what he was saying. So, there's another, like, kind of like a loophole. Mm. You, I don't know if you remember this, Cam. If, say, you're, I don't know, uh, squad leader or something gave you an order that's detrimental to the squad you didn't believe you weren't confident in it you can dis disregard that order yeah and there's also something about you can supersede command or you can take mm -hmm. command if uh the person giving the order is telling you to do some crazy shit like, yeah if it's deemed incompetent or something like that so that that does play a factor and this is what cam and i've been going back and forth about mm. is the conflict and ethical dilemma of American troops, you know, uh, doing this duty on American soil against American I just, just discussed that with you yesterday, like how does, uh, how that, like, essentially they're killing their own people, like, you know, you're on your own your home turf. It's like, yo, I, I know that soldiers just killed my mom, like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Because it, it, You bring up a very valid point. And again, it's like, um, Chris, you mentioned this on maybe season one. Like, do you remember being asked, how do you feel about 
shooting civilians or killing civilians or something like that. Yeah, some to that it's effect. It's so foggy in the back of my mind. It is. I, it's foggy. I kind of like now current events and you know the thing that it's maybe back there somewhere, but I don't know, I, man. I feel like, and I don't know if I'm right. I feel like I either heard it in. I think I've heard it in Korea for some reason. I feel like I heard it in one of those briefings we had. I think it was more in um, how do you say? No, in BMT. Was it? They're all foggy and and being indoctrinated. It would make sense uh, then. I don't know though. That would have to be tech school though, not say BMT. No, because that would still pertain to every um, whether you're a cook, you're a medic, what have you. Like essentially, when it hits the fan. Everybody's you're, armed. That's right. You're, yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're a combatant. Yeah. So yeah. it's like that I can see being indoctrinated really early in BMT where we're all sleep deprived and <laughs> foggy and stuff. Like, yeah. You know, and it, we're very, but in that state, when you're sleep deprived, sleep deprivation, it's very easy to brainwash and, and to inject a lot of uh, things in, into the subconscious mind. Yeah. But, um, yeah. Yeah. I guess so we'll get to before you wrap that up. Like, what do you oh, think? Okay, Did okay. you think the like the the troops and the commanders are gonna be like fuck the mortars? But like, have you, like we can insert that clip I shared with you off of Twitter that okay. is a prime example. We'll insert it here. He's saying it. I'm black and I'm proud. As you say. Um, <laughs> but it shows one of the truths, a black male, and you hear the protesters saying Black Lives Matter, and he's mumbling. You can read his lips and see he's mumbling it too. So that shows there's a conflict within him ethically. Well, he got to follow orders, but these are his people, and he is an American on top of that. We so, know this. Too, we brother. know. We know this. I don't know, I don't know so, the, do you? I don't know the, the soldier personally, but you know, <laughs> you know, you we, know you're black. You know. We know this, and yeah. do you think that the military intelligence doesn't know this? Like I said, it's a dilemma. This is what we've been going back and forth. I don't sleep on this. We were, we have been a part of this machine, man. And yeah. I don't sleep on this motherfucker. Now, like do you, do it's, you, I'm very confident, and it's, it's again, Iraq was more of a yeah, Black Lives, uh, they they matter, especially mine. But like, then you're you're Chris. I like you too. But like. <laughs> We this thing this machine has rolled out atrocities across the world. I get this, it. it's a little different because it's the home front. Nah, but, this is the other thing I was telling you. Social media changed the whole military game. It's not like when we was in, bro. I'm telling yeah. you, they have more access to information than we yeah, did. Yeah, that's that's the equalizer. That's the difference. That's the revolutionary revolution within itself. Because I can only imagine, like, military social media policy, their regulations. Like, how do you manage that? Like, so that's why, that's part of the reason why I'm saying 
I would say troops are more politically aware, more socially astute, simply because of social media. Remember our training and uh, the constant mention of insider threat? Mm-hmm. I think that's going to change in the military, or they're going to redefine insider threat. And when they see people like, yo, if you see your colleague and they are, they're whispering Black Lives Matter at the protests, turn them in. Or, you know, it's, I don't yeah, know. Yeah. But it's like, um, they, they, again, you, you have, <laughs> what do you say? You have a mastermind of very intelligent people with a lot of resources. They, I don't sleep on them. And again, that's why I say the whole uh, decentralized thing mm-hmm. is um, it'd be that that would be more difficult for them to manage. Basically, America, like moving forward with political activism and protest, should run like fire teams. Basically, yeah, I agree. It's like, like people I agree that you really that. can trust, like, yes, like I, you know, like. It's not like no no umbrella, yeah, but at the same time, it's like no umbrella men coming up into your little event and mm. sabotaging or doing yeah, things yeah. of that nature. I do want to shout out there's a um there's an armed protest by a group of African Americans in Michigan called Legally Armed in Detroit, I believe. Wow. I see if I fly okay. find it, but they did their protest, the armed protests at the Capitol, mm. no incidents. And mm. I'm that. That should be the precedent moving forward for protest. Mm-hmm. Like you shoot, we shoot back. Yeah. The other story, I had a little quick little international story since you know. I'll read it real quick. Yeah. Italian village underwater since 1994 could resurface. Twelve. Where is this at? Hold on. Twelfth century Italian village. Submerged underwater for more than 25 years can see the light of day again. I know you're stationed in Italy. Yeah, Aviano. Who? <laughs> I remember I came to see you, ass. They had great songs, man. Yeah. Um, I'm going to butcher this Italian name. I already see yeah. it. But I'll, send, I'll share it. Well, the link will be in the notes. Uh, Fabrici de Carregini and Lucy Lucy Providence in Tuscany. Tuscany. It was flooded, yeah, it was flooded in 1946. Yeah, really good wine in Tuscany. There's yeah. also kind of where like Pisa, I want to say, the Leaning Tower, and then uh, Romeo and Juliet was kind of in Verona, I think. Listen, Tuscany. Yeah, I mean, when the world opens up and if they don't have to put a chip in my butt, yeah, I'm going to go uh, <laughs> fly and see that. That's, you, don't know, that's you, like you don't know if you have one or not yet. Oh, so then there's that. <laughs> I had this discussion with Dear Nye, and then, you know, you're talking about just like, I mentioned it before on the podcast, I guess. Well, that, look at his thing. I mean, like, I know. <laughs> I'm like, yo, babe, did you get shot? Oh my God, did you get shot? Yeah, well, shot. My, my smallpox. <laughs> Oh, yeah, I got that shit. The smallpox shit. Oh, where's this thing? Yeah, the smallpox vaccine. I got on my left shoulder. Yo, man, that thing, damn. And that's why I'm so not vaccine now, because that thing damn near killed me, son. Like, I oh. had a fever and everything. It, it looked it was like it. Nana. It was a bullet shot. Yeah, she's, <laughs> to this day, she thinks it's some sort of that combat wound, but, like, <laughs> Man, shot, I'm not a. I, we, we we more or less had the discussion that like the possibility mm-hmm. 
exist that I could have a, a chip in me. Like all the, how do you say, forced vaccinations and everything. And when we're talking about, you have, they have chips the size of a grain of rice. And it's like, um, it's all the, I, I got a shot in my butt that was like, the penicillin was a very big shot among other shots as well. So I don't know, the possibility exists. I don't know. I may have a chip in my butt. But uh, yeah, I don't, who knows? I want to <laughs> get an x ray. You come out of your mom's womb, they're shooting you up with stuff, so they can literally shoot you up with with a a tracker or whatever, and you never know. Your your mom will never know, you know what I mean? Because they're they say you have to. Oh, you can when you get X rays. Uh, like you can, yeah. uh, you can. Sometimes they're visible. You know, metal. Well, I, I think the technology back then is a little too primitive compared to twenty twenty. What do you uh, now? What do you mean by that? Like as far as like putting a chip or tracker into us. Like you think they could do it? Like how do you say? Without I us think we're us? more advanced now to where it makes sense. Like you said a grain of salt or something small like that compared mm-hmm. to back like in the eighties. Animal machine. Yeah, eighties. I we might have been still developing that technology. I don't really see it happening back then. Not saying it didn't, but you know, because we were born in eighty, so. Um, oh. 80s baby, 83, Scarface came out. You know it. Um, <laughs> so I wanted, I wanted to touch on um, Americans immigrating out of the U.S. after Rona. Interesting. Now, where are they, where are they going? Where are the most Americans going? Well, it wasn't necessarily where they're going. It was just mm-hmm. the conversation of where would they go? What is suitable or places to look at? Where so, would you go? Well, I'm going to read these off and then I'll tell you. It's the top 10 countries to retire this year for American expats, U.S. expats. Hmm. Um, So, was it number 10? Where is it? Where is it? Okay, number 10 is Vietnam, which is very special to me. That's one of my options for me personally. Vietnam, Ho Chi Minh City, formerly known as Saigon. Um... They got France, really? Spain, they have Malaysia, they have Ecuador. Okay, they use a dollar down there. Um, Colombia. My brother yeah, wants to go down, down there. Wants to be down Mexico. There. Okay, um, I like tacos. I hate tacos. Costa Rica. Cornbread ones, the ones that CJ put me on. Tacos was good. Yeah. But Costa Rica, um, a buddy of mine, he did he did a tour out there. Like he he uh, he got out of the military. He didn't even know Spanish, and he just chilled out there until he learned on the beach until he learned Spanish. And he said he had a, he had a blast out there. Um, but, Panama. Hey, that's cool too. And Portugal. Those Portugal. are like. So Me personally, I wouldn't want to do anything in the European Union just because their currency is rapes us. Believe it or not, it wouldn't be as bad now compared to when we were there. It's a oh, lot. Okay. When I was there, I was, it was hurting my pockets. Yeah, the exchange rate was crazy then. Now it's, we chilling now. Um, so I don't know. What do y'all think? Do y'all see a mass exodus of Americans leaving the U.S. and be like, yo, yeah, bro, I'm, I'm surprised there are no African countries on that list 
Well, it was just off. I think it was off of Forbes or something. It's just something I plugged. I business. business uh, here's the thing: like Vietnam is. While I do admire the, the the concept or the thought of going to Vietnam, it's just a long ass trip. You know what I'm saying? And um, it, I've already done hundred dollars. A hundred dollars a day can go a long way. There's a real cool video I was watching uh, about that, and I guess he, he the hospital, not the not the hotel, is a hospital. There's a big difference. Me and CJ, oh. we know the difference. Like a hostel is a shared room, okay. so there's other people who are gonna be there. But you, he got a spot to lay his head for like five bucks in Vietnam, you know. But um, so I imagine for twenty, you could get a private room. And well, my, the the hotel I stayed in, by the I stayed there what four or five days. I paid like in American dollars. Mm-hmm. Maybe a hundred dollars. It's not bad. That's very fair. Yeah, something like that. So that was a whole, and that wasn't even like five star. That was like some. It'd probably be like two, three star here. Like something like I don't know a Hampton or well, no, not even that good. Actually, it'd be like a Howard Johnson or something, like a Howard Johnson, something like that. Man, all I know is I stayed in, in hotels in Korea that just had they didn't have bathrooms. They just had like. <laughs> They had a hole. They had like a bucket My on the floor Lord. or some shit. I was just like, oh, okay. This Where would y'all roll to? Where would y'all roll to? I mean, to? like, not for nothing. Um, I'm really. I, I want to go to Africa. No, yeah, no. yeah. There's a lot of emerging economies. Africa is a spot. A lot of tech, technological um, development. It's just I don't want to deal with no more racism. Like I don't want to deal with no go to My another country and I got to deal with that bullshit. Like all of us. All of us black people who just put our money together, buy an island, and start our own freaking country. <laughs> like, I, I mean, that's a possibility. That's, that's I mean, a possibility too. I'm talking about the bug out, like oh yeah, bug out, the bug out, out, like oh, Civil War too. You know, I'm part of that shit. Like, um, I'm Africa uh, sounds cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I talk to you know, I do my I Legion Imperial. So. Like, I might do a lot of my developer. He, my lead, the developer Ramsey King. He's out there. So it's mm-hmm. like we discuss on pretty much their economy, how far money goes, and things of that nature. And you can live very well in South Africa on like mm-hmm. let's just call it maybe fourteen hundred. So okay. money goes a bit further. But that's me personally. I know my uncle's big and down in, in the Dominican Republic. My brother wants to go to Colombia. Like whatever's clever. I think I just want to get a a boat and then. That would be. Um, I think that would be the best possible, and we could just sail. I mean, because if you think about it, there's more water than land. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think uh, Africa would definitely be a great option. I've been watching a lot of different videos. Um, the countries they did mention was Ghana, Nigeria, Tanzania, um, Rwanda. I've seen Gambia, of course, South Africa. Um, maybe Nairobi. I've seen that. So those are kind of some that popped up in my head. Senegal too, where Akon's from. I wanna um. Shout out to Akon. I wanna Akon see City. it. I I can't wait. I wanna um. I really wanna see it firsthand before I commit to to moving there. But it's like that's on my list. Vietnam is like I said, sounds cool just because you can. I know a lot of people who work remote and they're like they're doing content creating. You can live comfortably for like thirty five k for thirty five thousand. So if your come your income is like sixty, you can stash half of that and then come thing, and ball out when you come back to America. My thing is all right. So because 
I do want American money <laughs> and, you know, go to a, a country that is lower cost of living. Yeah. But how can I, how would I be able to, um, like, if I'm working at a, a corporation, we're like working remote, how would that be possible? Like, Yo, you got to make sacrifices. Like, if you bound to, to a corporation, then you got to find a way to get your money outside of that yeah, game. Yeah, okay. You know? Uh, so the other CJ, who was also in Korea, we're in Kunsan. He's watching it as well. Okay. I appreciate your views, bro. Hope you're doing well, man. There's ways around that. Technology is a great equalizer, uh, First Lady. That's that's nothing. People have been doing that for years. So that's light work. You just got to figure out visa uh, <laughs> permits, um, requirements to get into the country, requirements for a dual citizenship, all that. That's and how long you can stay until yeah. they deport your ass. Yeah. Thing so is like, you know, a lot of people who do that game, they do it for like three months. And mm-hmm. I wouldn't mind doing that. Like, cool, I'm going to chill in Africa for like three months. And then I'm going to head to Europe for like another three months. And then just keep... keep I was thinking that too, like, like little TDYs. You know, yeah, yeah. Like, who wants to be bound somewhere for perpetuity, man? Like, the world is an, is an oyster. You got to go see this thing. Like, it's... Well, I kept in the shade shells, and that's right above Madagascar, and thank you. My homeboy Alex's mom live in Madagascar. Shout out to you, Alex, from Perry. Um, his mom is real cool. I met her, too, a couple months back. She's really dope. Um, all right, so race card updates. Um, <laughs> we'll do the quick updates on the cases, like the three major cases real quick. All right. And then we can get into whatever from there. So I'll try to make this quick. Um, Brianna Taylor updates. I did read they're trying to pass a law. Yes, I seen that. Let me copy paste. I think I still got it. Okay. What type of law? I'm going to read it right now. Um, It will require officers to complete a detailed warrant application that must be signed off by the chief of police and other high-ranking officers in the Louisville uh, Metro Police Department. No not warrants could only be sought in cases involving a threat of harm or death to officers and civilians. The proposed law would also require officers to use body cameras. Mm. So they're trying to pass that. And um, the other thing is, I think either they pass it or they like in the motion of passing it or something like that. I was hearing kind of like both. But uh, as far as that, the chief of police in Louisville, they forced retirement because they found all this scandalous stuff going on. So all the skeletons coming out the closet. Mm -hmm. Um, Her boyfriend, Kenneth Walker, was just put on house confinement and they're trying to drop all his charges. Yeah, yeah. Let him get out and everything and say, yo, you just on house confinement. We're going to try to get all your charges dropped. I Um, thought the charges were dropped. Like, I they were dropping. They trying to. They trying to appeal. Of course, they're going to try to appeal and try to get him on something because he shot at cops. Like they're not going to just let that slide. Quit running up in people's places. You're going to get your head blown off. Um, Caught in the leg and not not between not between the eyes. Yeah. Um. FBI is supposed to be taking over the investigation for Breonna Taylor. Uh, for violation of civil rights. So 
that case is moving a little bit better than it was, but it's still kind of slow moving because it's so much corruption going on. They're uncovering that that's going to murk it up. Mm. So we'll see how that goes. Sean Reed, fellow defender who got shot in Indianapolis, Indiana. Mm. I'm going to just touch on the updates. We saw we did a disservice for not including him because he's a fellow defender. He was young. Yeah. Was he A1C, I think? Something like that. I he believe so. On, picture I've seen yeah, home on leave or something like that. I'm not sure. Um, no names of the cops have been released, as far as I remember, uh, by the Indianapolis Police Department. Um, the FBI and the Department of Justice are supposed to be involved, but no feds have been assigned to it. Nobody named for it yet. Um, he's uh, he's right. active duty. You know, he he's a federal active. employee. Huh? Because he was active duty, he was Absolutely. a federal employee, mm-hmm. you know, so it's like it does warrant some uh, some federal intervention. Um, the, the law firm headed by Fatima Johnson has been gathering up all the witnesses to get eyewitness statements of what happened. And everybody was saying he didn't have a weapon because the cops proclaimed that he had a weapon. That's why they shot him. Hmm. So a lot of eyewitnesses saying, nah, he didn't have a weapon. So that's part of what's going on. The coroner report, this is a big issue, was done May 11th. The family attorney requested it by May 26th. And the coroner said it was going to be three weeks until it was ready from then, even though it's already done. So the three weeks would be next week, I guess it would be done. So basically in Indianapolis, they're dragging their feet on this case. Very slow justice, very slow progress with that one. Um, rest in peace, Defender. Um, yes, indeed. Let's see. We got the Aubrey updates. Um, the three men, they already started the trial and all that. They started so, the trial? Or I like think so. They're moving it to the trial. They already did the deliberation and all that. They went in front of a judge. Wow. How long? Oh, yeah, because this did happen in... It happened in February, February, but they got arrested in what? In March? Recent? Nah, it was May. May? May? Yeah, it was May. Basically, our episode. Was yeah, it? yeah, episode. right. May. Yo, that's, that's a, you talking about the right to a speedy trial? That's freaking yeah. fast. Well, they um, three months before they even got arrested. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Point. Um, three men involved charged with murder. Murder. Um, the GA Bureau of Investigation, so basically like their FBI for mm-hmm. Georgia, uh, he put on record that one of them, I think the trigger man, I want to say it's the trigger man, actually did say the word nigger after he killed yes, all did. which I makes it a federal hate crime. But you needed that evidence. Absolutely. That evidence. And it's like, so, yes, once you have that, uh, you have that, uh, that language, it, that makes it more of a hate crime. So it's like, hold on. So, mm-hmm. but it's like, there was some mention that he was hit by a truck. Yeah, they hit first. him. He ran around the car. They said they hit him. Mm-hmm. And then that's when he started tussling. You know? Well, yeah, they barricaded him. So uh, one of them got charged with that, with uh, hitting him or something with the truck. Mm-hmm. The third one, the cameraman, maybe. Um, so the trick is with Georgia, they don't have a hate crime law. So this would have to be federal. But that's not a necessarily a bad thing. Bad thing. Their, yeah. their sentencing is higher very, charges now. 
So basically the minimum penalty in a felony murder charge, which kind of what they all fall under in Georgia from Georgia law, mm-hmm. the judge can basically give them, I think it was life in prison with the chance of parole. Mm. So that's basically the mem- minimal penalty. Um, so that case minimum. is moving pretty quick. That's the minimum? Yeah. Well, let me not make it out of there alive. Well, you got to think there's um, there's factions within the prisons. There's, True. They would yeah. be well protected oh, yeah, by white supremacists. Yeah. And, yeah. So it's. Um, uh, I, think I, I think I wrote that right. Let me see. Is that. Yeah. Yeah. Life in prison. Yeah. My handwriting was kind of crazy right there. So what do y'all think? Man, I'm one. I'm surprisingly shocked how fast the, uh, the system moved. Two, my question for you is, so what is the status of the courts? Are they like, they're open for this or is this just a special case? <sighs> they got, they got the, the GBI, what they call it for the Arbery case, the Georgia Bureau of Investigation. The feds are involved, but it's tricky because you want to let the state lead. But once they mention the word nigger with that, that's more federal. So I'm curious to see how it plays out. I don't know if it's going to be a public trial or it's going to be like the grand jury, like kind of closed. Mm. So I'm not really sure on that as of right now. I know the judge is moving quick on it. He's not playing no game. So um, shout out to what frustrated me is this is the biggest thing that frustrated me is how quick this case would have moved if we had known about it months ago. Corona buried everything. And not only that, if they want fast justice, they can produce fast justice. So that's the couple of things I've noticed. I'm like, yo, that's... Well, I will uh, inject that, like, the majority of cases, they're not really being seen now. Mm-hmm. So I guess that means that allows some wiggle room for a, a swift... Speed trial. Yeah, for more of a speedy trial. Because... Yeah. It, you gotta understand that, that the courts are open and everything was, and I, I, I don't know. I know in um, well, they're, they're, they did do their shit Zoom, Zoom or something. They did, there was some Zoom element to it, like where they were. <laughs> we just doing, talked about that. Yeah, they were. It was a Zoom element to. I think when they were hearing the charges and what's going to happen and mm-hmm. pre-trial stuff. So that I did see some telecommunication going on with that. So. See. It's a matter of want to, not can they do it. Let's keep it real. We just talked about Singapore executing somebody via Zoom. Yes. So. Yeah, pretty much they are on a call just yeah. like this. Yo, you are sentenced to die. Goodbye. Yeah. He had pajamas under his under hat. <laughs> his pajama pants on. Yeah, you're going to die. I mean. Not- now the joke is that most people on like on Zoom calls, like even when I did the podcast, I would have I like a, have I would have a, I would have a suit on, yeah. and I'd be like in my underwear because yeah. you couldn't see the bottom half. <laughs> <laughs> it's hilarious. You don't understand? You have like little colorful socks on. It's just so cute. Well, no, it's like we poke and light at it, but it's wow, that's wow, yeah, man. It is. But um, speedy trial. I mean, that's that's great. They seem to have a lot of evidence, but at the same time, you can't rush this thing. Because nah. if there's any technicality, they're going to get off. Exactly. So yeah. um, We definitely don't want that. But 
how everything is pointing is looking favorable. I mean, we got to see it all the way through to conviction. Like, that's what I urge all Americans, especially black Americans. Yes, like, indeed. You've seen this story before. They'll do all this right stuff. And then at the end, are they free to get off probation in exactly. like two years or some shit? So and they'll most likely do a private trial. Yeah, I can see what I think that's grand jury trial where we're not involved, like the public. It's like you don't want no mob. You don't want no mob outside the courthouse for that. Yeah, even with the grand jury thing, I mean, I don't know. Depending on how under wraps they keep it, mm -hmm. I can still see people showing up. So who be able to sit in? Like who be able to sit in on this trial? Just the attorneys. I think it's like the attorneys and maybe the. Family at the at the least or most maybe mm -hmm. I'm not sure grand jury how grand jury trials work I just know they're more private that's how okay. I think grand jury um, could be wrong on that but when I think of grand jury I think of a little more private yeah um what else we got oh DEA and ICE immigration working during the protest me and Cam talked mm. about. Government's conversion yeah. within the protests. <laughs> so, they're not taking any um, crisis, they're taking advantage of every crisis. Now, the lockdown, I could see how that was beneficial because everyone's at their home and just, just like, yeah, I was hearing stories about that too. On the lockdown, now, what do you mean, Maya? Now, what's up? Well, what are they doing in the protests? Okay, so I'm gonna read the link. So, this one, I think by BuzzFeed. Uh, DA has been given permission to investigate people protesting George Floyd's death. Hmm. So the Justice Department gave them temporary power to enforce any federal crime committed as a result of the protest over the death of George Floyd. You said the DEA, the Drug Enforcement Agency? Yeah. Well, how are those two related? Like, yeah, uh, Taking advantage of the situation. <laughs> like we were talking Five about. Powers, like, oh, okay. So what? This is... I say that one more time because I'm not. Yeah, yeah. All right, hold on. Yeah. So the drug, the Drug Enforcement Administration has been granted sweeping new authority to conduct convert surveillance and collect intelligence on people participating in protests over the police killing of George Floyd. What do? How is that even in their AOR? Meaning area of responsibility. Okay, so Attorney General Barr, which is the highest lawyer in the land, mm -hmm. issued a statement saying uh, these times that violent protests in which he blamed without providing evidence uh, anarchists and far left extremists using Antifa-like tactics for the uh, unrest. He said the FBI, DEA, U.S. Marshals Bureau of ATF, so alcohol, tobacco, firearms, and explosives, would be deployed to support local efforts to enforce federal law. Boss. <laughs> <laughs> Pardon my Deutsch. But, um, now, in, in, in Trump's speech, he mentioned like he's mustering every... You know, active duty, of course, but he mentioned civilian agencies as well. Is this just a coordination to get as many guns involved in this thing as possible? Even if they have nothing to do with it, it's just like, yo, now the DEA is, is like, I don't get it. Protesters, mm -hmm. drugs. 
how they mingle together, it's it's, it's beyond me. So I go, I'll tackle the ICE customs, the Immigration Customs Enforcement. Mm-hmm. It's deploying personnel, special response teams nationwide to respond to the unrest stemming from protests largely flu- fueled by the death of George Floyd. So real quick, what is ICE's area of responsibility again? What, ICE? Yeah. They just do immigration. They're all right. about immigration and customs enforcement. So they're gonna go to the protests and snatch up. And that's what I'm saying. Like, are they protesting now? I, I, don't, I don't get it. Hold on. So it says it's all going to assisting jurisdictions on what they're trying to do generally to keep the peace, protect the citizens, protect property. It's not going to be Small any. Im- yeah, it's not going to be any immigration enforcement element whatsoever. And they says ICE uh, usually uh, does help out on stuff like this. Additional manpower, like you were saying. Okay. So I mean, yeah, but it's like it's it seems like a big red flag when you're like, we're gonna deviate from our daily duties and to beef up this uh, counter insurrection squad. Interesting. So basically, they're saying you know how the term "all hands on deck" basically. Mm-hmm. That's basically what I was getting from both, but I can see nefarious reasons to have fun with that. Like, oh, absolutely, absolutely. It's you a can kill two birds with one stone. You'd be like, "All right, we here as backup, but uh, are you a legal immigrant? <laughs> <laughs> you got drugs on you? I was say you got drugs on you. Like, yeah, that's funny. It's hilarious. But I mean, there seem to be a lot of lines that are blurring, and that's um. Yeah. Okay, it's very, very, very strange. But what else we got on this agenda, bro? Um, let's see. Last, like, serious thing, but it's, I feel like it's positive. It's two links. I'll just click on the first one because it's a little more concise. Okay. And it's this organization, I guess, a project funded by Campaign Zero. I don't know who funds it. I was trying to kind of look for that. To see because it's a lot of like we were talking about people funding shit for their own reasons, yeah, and not for the greater good, but for an agenda. But this is something I agree with, and this goes into what we're talking about police reform in in season one. So this organization is eight can't wait, right? I got the link. So they're talking about everything we talk about police reform. So they're saying research shows that more restrictive use of force policies can reduce killings by police and save lives. Tell your city to adopt all eight of these policies. I'm going to read them off real quick. Okay. And it's real cool. They got an interactive site where you can type in your city and see what they've enacted in your city. So I know Orlando, they had, I think, four out of eight, but they didn't have all eight. And they give you a script and everything. You can call up your mayor and say, hey, I want you to enact blah, blah, blah. Um, ban chokeholds and strangleholds require de-escalation require warning shooting warning before shooting require exhaust all alternatives before shooting can, can I interject one question real quick go ahead regarding the, uh, the warning shots for shooting if the first bullet and every cop's gun were rubber would how do you think that would work that wouldn't be bad but not a bad alternative. It, 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 
with that, what if they're in a serious situation? You know what I mean? Again, yeah. rapid fire is as fast as the bullet. The, the gun will shoot yeah. as fast as you can pull the trigger. So boom, boom, double tap. The next one, I suppose it would still end up in the shooting because the second bullet would kill him instead of the first. Yeah. I don't know. There's something to consider. Like, um, a- we'll, we'll talk about it after, but um, duty to intervene, meaning the cops. Let me, let me read on this one real quick. Well, I'm going to read the other ones and go back to that one. Ban okay. shooting at moving vehicles. Require use of force continuum. How lovely is that? Um, They're talking about standardizing it, right? Streamlining it. Yeah. I agree. Um, require comprehensive reporting, saying the reports are basically bullshit, saying you'd be surprised, like, how many police departments. I was kind of looking through cities mm-hmm. that don't require comprehensive reporting. You remember how our reports had to be? Yeah, it was it 1168? Was it in the 3545 for incident? I was going to say an incident report. was yeah. 1168 is a statement, an incident report is like... 3545. Yeah, that was like nine, ten pages. Yeah. Um, it makes you want to handle things, deescalate things. You don't want to do the paperwork. Well, that's the whole point. You don't want to do the paperwork. <laughs> so that's why they cops out here killing people, too. They don't want to do the paperwork. Plus, they get a vacation. Um, so, duty to intervene. I wanted to explain that one. Require officers to intervene and stop excessive force used by other officers and report these incidents immediately to their oh. super. Hell yeah. How is that not a thing already? I was going to say, uh, you know, um, it was it was three other officers that weren't on his neck, you know, bringing back the, the George Floyd. Well, at least they all getting charged finally. Oh, so. let, yeah, me, yeah, let yeah. me intervene on that. And I don't okay. know, uh, you're going to have to fact check me on this, but the bald guy with the beard, they're saying that was his second day on the job. And there was a, um, how did the guy, um, Siobhan, Officer Siobhan was his training, his OJ. Oh, his, his TO? Uh, his training guy. Yeah. So imagine that. Second day on the job, you're dealing with this third pack, and then you get drunk. He's being charged. Oh, he's done. The yeah. newbie, the rookie, he's done. Yeah, yeah. Mercy on the rookie. Oh, no, he's already he's already in, uh, they got him detained, or he's locked up on that. No, 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 I'm saying... In regards to the other officers, they're more tenured. They have mm-hmm. more shot than he does. He's done because really? he's a rookie. Yes, because I'll tell you why. It's um, It was a case in Pittsburgh. The kid was a rookie, and he shot a black teenager. Mm-hmm. He was like, it was quick justice on his ass because he's a rookie. He don't have no dirt on him. He's not vested. You know what I'm saying? So uh, that's- I see. You're right. You're talking about the political aspect and the angle exactly. as well. Someone with that much, uh, a more senior person, yeah, he got dirt. Yeah, got and now you got to go back to his, all his cases and stuff and, and see what mm-hmm. was what, and yeah, wow, that's man. a lot. <laughs> but again, it's just um, how other cops are not holding bad cops accountable. Like, Well, we know why. We know why. As a civilian, how could you, like, if I was there, how, how would I be able to, like, this uh, definitely uh, this escalate the, the you know what I mean the escalate well, the situation. How would I be able to do that without me, you know, fearing to get shot? Or I mean, I know I know you talked about it. Um, yeah, the, last episode, Ken yeah, had yeah. a very passionate uh, rant. Yeah. About that. But yo, let me ask you this: like, you remember the the common how do you say slogan or whatever is like defenders eat our own. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like do. The civilian cops, they don't eat their own. Like, what? 
Why, why, why do you think that is? I think it depends on the department. Probably the culture of every department is a little different. I would it's smaller, uh, smaller, I less. If you're in a bigger, yeah, if you're in a bigger one, it's probably more of like eat your own. Like you, you build bonds with probably a smaller group because it's so big. Mm-hmm. But if you're like in a small town, I'm sure it's a little different. I could see that, but it seems that like security forces across the streamline, it's yo make an example of that motherfucker and destroy him. You didn't like from the yeah. Leave no more solar crumb. Especially like, uh, yeah. pipeline airmen and career, remember? Well, I, I was Derek because we we seen we seen master sergeants be stripped down to senior airmen. You know, well, I'm, I'm saying so it, it I was, know Korea was a unique environment, but just as an example. I'm thinking of that's your first duty station and you get kicked out. Like, yo, you're going to make mistakes your first duty station. You're fresh out of tech school. Korea is the worst. Gonna... Yeah, you can make so many mistakes. And how I made it out there unscathed is a miracle. A little help to you, CJ. You, you yo, like, I was down for y'all. It like, was Brush yourself up, little airman. <laughs> nah, I knew the game. I learned. See, I learned it at my first base. I learned the game. So that's how I was able to help all of y'all. Because I didn't want to see y'all go out like that. I already knew it. Yeah, he was wild. And then I had, uh, I got to play CJ for my little troop. I'm going to be like, yo, why are you up there with toothpicks trying to give briefings and, and shit, man? Like, yo, get, get, get it together. Like, we got to look out for each other. And, yo, like I said, CJ, you, you helped me a lot. Lamp helped me a lot yeah. to make sure I got out of Osan okay. But... We the, the bottom guys. line is like <laughs> defenders in the military they eat their own. Why is that not yeah. a, a a common thing in 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 civilian sector? I don't know. I think I think the only time they probably eat their own if they're labeled a snitch. Basically, mm-hmm. I w- I would say that's probably the biggest exception. Yeah, if they don't fall in line with the blue culture, I think that's when they eat them up. That's what I would assume out here. Interesting. Um, the last topic is podcast past, present, and future. <laughs> oh man! So podcast past, bro. We are on episode sixty-six right now. I suppose it's the present, but the past. Remember, we was like, we weren't discouraged when we started. We we're getting like what? Like young men. Seventeen <laughs> views. <laughs> oh, yeah, just, I, I was just saying that, and your views are definitely um, definitely rising. I'm definitely proud of you, too. We're grinding towards it. At it. And you guys look like little boys in the beginning. Now you guys are all bearded out. I was all clean shaven. You were clean shaven. You had the baby face going on. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, too, you too, CJ. <laughs> yeah. It's like all bald, both you guys, and now you guys are all wolfed out, and... But yeah. <laughs> well, we had no, we really had no clue what we were doing when we were doing yeah. it. It was just like, yo, we talk about this privately. Like, why not have share these conversations and views and ideas to upgrade America? With you know the it. And ideally, also, it was a a, a great part of the uh, my presidential uh, campaign. Like, I said, I don't know, I'm not gonna get a tour bus going around. You know, kissing hands and shaking babies. Like I can't do that. So I was like, "How am I gonna reach? How am I gonna reach the the masses?" And I said, "A podcast, you know." And we just stuck with it, and we grinding, 
And I believe we, we are setting the blueprint for politicians to do their thing in times of COVID. Yeah. Weird um, past of, of the podcast. Man, dude, I just remember us talking about it. We had these discussions on WhatsApp. And then I remember one day you like, yo, I'm buying a mic, camera. Let's do this shit. He did it like one week, just boom. Let's do this shit. I'm like, yo, like, I was just talking. You like, nah, let's do it. I'm like, all right. So I was like, fuck. So I was like, let me get a mic. So I remember saying, all right, I ordered a mic. And you got yours too from Amazon. And then we, we yeah. set up shop. I remember. I remember. Yeah. So and I was so sweet. Yeah, we were both nervous and like, oh, what do we say? And man, we sound stupid. And we said, let's keep it real, man. And then we were, yeah. and I think we we're a bit more raunchier in the past. We we're discussing uh, sexual probably. ed, legalizing prostitution, legalizing yeah. uh, drugs, and we'll probably have to rehash these things. Yeah, I was to say, uh, it's definitely relevant. So definitely keep on pushing it. Um, because True. I do love you guys' podcast because it's definitely informative, it's educational, um, right, thank and it's you. funny. It's definitely funny. You guys make jokes, and <laughs> I'm entertained. I don't know about anybody else, but I'm definitely entertained. Oh, I'm we got sure. you now. You are a secret weapon. You can get those. Yeah, that's right. true. Through the roof, huh? I'm gonna have like stalkers and stuff. No more. You got two. <laughs> de- you, got, you got two defenders uh, to watch it back. We got you. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I. And then presently, like I was just randomly, like I shared this with my cousin today. We caught up and he subscribed on YouTube. And then Ooh. shout out to Mike. Thank you. Thank you. And um, I was talking to my grandma yesterday about it. And she's like, well, can I listen to it? I was like, some of it. <laughs> you know, you know, we dropped some F-bombs. You might be a little loose with the language at times. Um, I'm trying to work on that. To, to, to subscribe to our, our channel. Well, no, Grandma, I got to show her when I go see her. She's not technologically... I'm just, like, messed up. I'm just messing. But I'm glad we can reach more uh, audience. But it's like, presently, yeah. it's wild because, like, we talked about a lot of things season one. We're talking about things season two. And then, boom, it's like a delayed reaction thing. It all happened. It's like... And that's why I said, I told CJ, I'm like, yo, man, we got to talk about us, like, balling out in the future, just so we can manifest it, because yeah, everything yeah, you talk about I, I the agree podcast with is coming into fruition. Yeah, I talked about that island. I'm so serious about Oh, I'm about island. it, too. I'm I would so, build I'm, Skyward. I'm so oh, dead man. serious about that island. Like, My, yo, um, I'm, I'm, I'm inviting all of the black, black power. You want <laughs> You know, when we get that island, I, I mean, why not? Let's make our own currency, all that, you know. But, Jerry, you can build islands, too. Mm-hmm. And that's yeah. the whole Skyward concept of, you know, plastic. Like, Let's do it. It's a, that, is, that is a realistic possibility. We can buy if you want to donate to <laughs> Nice Island. <laughs> what about on the future of the podcast? Where do you, where you see it going? Man, we may have to change that logo to like upgrade world because we're going global, man. I see it going. People will contact me like, "Yo, let me get on the show, please. Let me. I got something to promote and to do. You know, uh, I'll pay to get on the show. I, I really believe that's good. You know, and I, I agree with I, you. Like I, right now, we giving that that opportunity away for free, and people have rejected it. It's fine. Yeah. Cool. No hard feelings. Be sorry later. No worries. Me and Cam me and Cam have been a little, probably a little different on this. I don't know. I think Cam, you might have adopted like I don't give a shit. We're gonna put out this content and keep it moving. That's yeah. always been kind of my mindset because 
I've noticed because the podcast realm is so competitive and it's almost like having a LinkedIn or a resume at this point. <laughs> it is like, yo, on Twitter, every, oh, damn near everybody got a podcast that I follow or follow me. Sure. Or, so it's like, just put in the work and it'll show for itself at some point, like the right yes, person indeed. to see it and like illuminate it. And then next day, you know, we on Good Morning America, some shit, probably, you know, you, you never know. So I like keeping our head down and just putting in that where I don't even bother my friends, nobody about the shit. I might mention it, mm-hmm. but other than that, I don't I don't even trip on that shit because I don't want to be one of them annoying motherfuckers. And I try like, not to do that either and be like, yeah. okay, man, I wear the swag, I'm wearing the swag more. I'm rocking my my uncle's clothing line, like to like. Um, okay. I'm looking to partner with him on the swag. Yeah, look to like. I like the polo. You know, but I, I say like polo. like. Pardon me, it's look to like. Yeah. But um, I want to partner with him and get that athletic material for the tee. Speaking of which, did you get your t-shirt yet? Nah, we're. And how, how with the sh- I'm gonna have to track that thing. Yeah, Maybe track. Fred X or UPS. I'm gonna have to see. Yeah, but, I they him. mentioned there are some delays because of COVID, but uh, they're being printed in America, so I'm gonna have to look into that. Yeah, but, check it out because I've been getting my shit like clockwork from all of them. So. I've yet to have a delayed package. Yeah, me too. Interesting. I guess it's the items that you got to... Nah, they hating on the movement. That's what it is. Mm-hmm. <laughs> That's a possibility. Exactly. Um, but I mean, the future of this thing, man, like I said, it's going to be larger than life. Greatest show on Earth, soon to be Mars. Yeah. Uh, you know I what I'm saying? I think us... Like we were talking about overseas plans, and I think that would add a whole nother level. Like we discussed, like imagine podcasting from whatever country in, and we yeah. got listeners in most countries. So yeah, yeah, I was gonna say two uh, out of like the two hundred com- countries, we, we got, got like, like maybe one hundred ninety. Yeah. <laughs> Is North Korea? Are they watching us? I don't. I don't know. I know all the war zones are watching us. I don't. I don't think. Oh America yeah, you're right. You're right. Syria and uh, Iraq, Iraq and yeah, the places. But um, yeah, I totally want that Eiffel Tower stories. backdrop. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Like I want to broadcast live, do this thing, and it's just like we're of course we're forever going to uh, discuss America's problems and how we can upgrade it. But I mean the the world too. We got to discuss that too. Next is the world. You know, right now it's America, and next is the world. You already know. Just like, uh, you know, the next time we're talking about elephants, we're going to be out there with them. Yeah, that'll be dope. Yeah. Actually, no, we will not because you know why? Because mm-hmm. I feel like they need to be left alone and not human contact because then they just start depending on us and they start trusting us and that's how they get shot. I'm petting my tigers, so. You're going to pet you too. Wow. <laughs> um, Yo, that's, that's all I got for, for this week, man. We two, hundred, yeah. we two hours and 15 minutes in. Oh, really? Okay. Nah, this is a very lively discussion. Shout out to the ladies on IG Live, J Love, Amber, Tracy. They was very active. I'm a, I'll get with them individually. Um, but that's tell all me, I got, keep that energy coming. That really, those questions and the comments really yeah. enhance the show. I like it. Yes, I need to. I need to fix his comments. I don't know how to get his comments on because he. There are actually people interacting, but like I can see it when I'm I'm like on his live, but on yeah. his, like, he can't see it. He can't see the. Comments. I think uh, so, I'm gonna, I'm gonna use another I'm computer. Gonna, like, I'll bring another computer up for the live, and then we can there. um 
we're, we're going to tweak this. But again, uh, we've seen that there's gr- definitely an evolution with the podcast, and it's just getting greater and greater. Yeah. Uh, everyone, um, it is lovely on my neck of the woods, on my side of the world. I'm going to go out and play in the sun. Okay. And have a wonderful day where everyone else is at. I, I, a little kiss I, yeah, I pray that you're blessed, that you have a wonderful day, evening, whatever time it is out there. Stay positive. Stay Be nice strong. to one another. And, like, you know, Stick let's, together. like, take care of each other. We're all human beings at the end of the day. And, like, yeah, just love one another. Kumbaya. Yes. That's all like. <laughs> Hakuna Matata. Peace out. Peace. Peace and love. Cheers.